No Ideas Original Podcast, episode 119. Let's get Rob in. Get it started. Dion Broadway, what's good, brother? How you doing? Peace. You want to join the conversation tonight, Dion? We got some good discussion we're about to have. Copy. Bet we're going to be on for a while. Oh, no doubt. Rob, where you at, brother? There you go. Yo, yo, yo. What's good, man? How you doing? What's up, Chad? What's good with you, man? I'm good. I'm chilling. Yeah. Rough allergy day, man. My allergies are killing me. It's kicking in already, huh? Yeah, man. Yeah. What's up to the OG? I see you, OG. On the check-in. How are you? Um, uh, you know, honestly, man, I lost a mentor today. Oh. Well, I found out about a mentor that really hit home. Shout out to Melrose Community School, my private school that I went to down in the South Bronx. Um. This man, his name was Mr. Johnny Broton. We, we affectionately know him as Mr. Lee. This is the man that really, he set, he set, he set the bar high, but he, he set a precedence for me at a young age. Man was a man of discipline, but he was also a man of pure love. So I want to send my condolences to the Broton family, to my whole Melrose community, alumni. I mean, he was the pillar of a great teacher, a great mentor, a great guy. He got in your ass if he needed to, too, son. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. one thing he said for me was, think before acting. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? G give it a good thought because it may cost you. So you want to think that over before you do it. And I appreciate him for that. So rest in peace, remember the perfection, Mr. Lee. Damn, so I'm sorry that. What huh? happened to him? I don't know, man. Classmate hit me up early this morning, about 7.30. I seen a number. I was like, this ain't good. You know, you kind of get that sense when you get that call out of the blue. Yeah. And and then, you know, she hit me with it, and I was like, 
Wow. What's up to the God out there? Lordy, I see you. Um, yeah, it hit me kind of hard, man, because I was like, man, this is a great guy. Like, I know I'm not the only one affected by this. I, I, the whole school, though, I mean, we got a large alum. I mean, I graduated in 86, but this was a, a small independent school ran by a family from St. Thomas, I believe. Yeah. Um, very small, but we was a family unit. It was on one floor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You went from kindergarten to the eighth grade. And because of that school, I learned how to be punctual. I learned how to be respectful. It taught me a lot of things um, that I that I use to this day, man. Here it is. I've been here a couple of decades. So, wow. um, well, rest, it was a great job. Rest in peace to the brother. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yo, so we got a we got a a pretty good discussion on deck for um for tonight. Um, yo, son, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to this. Yo, the first the first joint we got to talk about, which is very interesting to me, is um Florida, because Florida is wow. Yo, Florida could be a backwards state, and they do some, some, <laughs> yeah, some, some Florida's some, also yeah, goofy stuff, but Florida yeah. Now, and I want to make sure I get this correct. Florida is looking at signing into legislation. A law that requires high school students to take financial literacy courses to graduate, including lessons on credit scores, managing mm -hmm. card debt, types of bank accounts to open, and how to file your taxes. What's, what, mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's an excellent idea to offer students a course in that. But, you know, I, I, I'm starting to realize how they throw the word mandate now. That word is being thrown around a lot now. To be, you know what I'm saying? Everything is mandated. Um, but, I mean, you know, to get kids to man know how to manage bank accounts, know about their credit. I mean, there's certain things that I need. I didn't know as, as, as a young guy. Loan policies and, you know, um, insurance policies. I didn't get to learn that until my 30s and 40s. You know what I'm saying? But if you can get to learn that going into adulthood, I think that's a win-win. But make sure kids are literate first. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let me tell you something, man. People don't like to read. People don't like to. If they see words in front of them, they will not engage. Now, my question is, how do you get how do you get high school kids to engage in financial literacy? It ain't about just grabbing the bag. You oh, know, no, no, that's that's a fact, and that's that's why I'm surprised with like um with Florida uh, their approach because to me they always seem backwards but then i thought about it, i'm like yo this is not this is not really a new concept because remember many years ago i don't know about you but i know when i was in school there was home economics and at home right. what? they taught like a lot of simple concepts that were related how to, to cook like, how to boil water right? <laughs> but yo here's the bug thing about it though there was an element which what i think kind of made home ec go away and made, made people have a different opinion on it was the fact that Home X started introducing a concept where they started talking to people about like birth control and safe sex and stuff like that. And right, it detoured. Yeah, that weren't comfortable with that discussion. They're like, yo, why are you introducing the topic of sex and condoms and stuff like that in school? So before you know it, Home X was out was out the window. But Home X used to be like that was mandatory. You had to participate in Home X. So I'm guessing that they'll try to bring it back in some shape, form, or fashion like that. But it should be something that should be taught because there are a lot of kids that just don't have any idea whatsoever 
on how these things work. Like, yo, when I was um, working in foster care years ago, there were right. people to have to do what was called an Ansel Casey ass assessment. What's that? Independent living skills assessment. So it was basically done okay. to evaluate if kids were prepared to live independently because they had a lot of kids that would sign themselves out of foster care at 18 or they really? would age out of foster care at 21 and they had right. living skills. So they would do uh, like a survey, a pre and a post testing and they would ask some questions like, you know, where do you go to get your taxes done? You know, right. what do you have to do to open up a bank account? It was like very basic. General. But you right. were surprised a lot, of, a lot of kids didn't know it. Now, the other element of it is that it's not, that wasn't specific to kids that were in foster care. That was just for kids in general. Like that was a loss. That's been a lost art that people don't really talk to kids about finances. A lot that people learn or kids learn by way of finances is just watching right. their elders kind of model right. oh mom got money and mom saved money or mom cashed a check and she went and did xyz and people sort of repeat those steps without actually understanding the rhyme and the reason as to why that stuff is done you know That's a fact. the other thing to think about it too is like yo we're from an age where you know our our grandparents didn't trust banks so there was money under the mattress like, <laughs> and stuff like that so we may not have really yo, gotten that and yeah, we house. still do that. We still do that in this house. Uh, we got money in the walls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yo, but so. you know what? So we don't. We we need to figure out a way to help help students understand prior to graduating. Like, okay, this is what comes with taking these loans, or this is why you need to have health insurance or life insurance and stuff like that. I just don't. I think right. conversations like you said that most people don't have till later in life. So for Florida to actually be looking at that, implementing that into their curriculum, like, yo, I took my cap to them. Absolutely, man. And, you know, Florida is not the only state. I think there are 11 other states that offer this opportunity. I think Alabama, there's a couple of states that offer this opportunity. But these states that offer them, they aren't the major cities. I think Florida is the major state. You got like Oklahoma, Nebraska. Yo, I wouldn't see that coming from Alabama. I would not. You know what I'm saying? Who is it? Do I have it on here? I thought I'd written that down. But what? nah, it, it's. What? Maybe Alabama, because out there, you know, in the city, we, we have, like, we're, like, sort of predisposed to renting and stuff like that. But out in Alabama, mm -hmm. I'm sure there's opportunities to rent. But most people are like, well, this is my, my family's property. This is my family's right. house and stuff like that. So I could see how they would be gearing people towards having those conversations and understanding how those things work. It's, to me, it's mm -hmm. super important because you get a lot of kids that are going out and they're signing these crazy car notes. Um, mm -hmm. and, and with high interest and getting credit cards, you know, once you go to college, they hit you up. They give you a credit card just because you enrolled in college, hitting that's you it. crazy interest rates and have you in debt for the rest of your life. And that's the plan, man. You know, it's, it's, it's my thing is these courses are offered in many of these schools in these areas that I'm talking about out of the 11, 11 states out of the 50 states, but only a small amount of kids are interested, only 20%. Of the kids take those courses as a, re, a, a prerequisite or, or just a, as an elective or whatever case it is. He's Norm. For, the, uh, for, for, for uh, what's up, Norm? For them to learn, you know what I mean. And you hear it all the time, man. My credit is bad. I got, I got, I, I need a co-signer. I need these different things. But you know, when you're young and you're ambitious and 
You want you want things overnight, especially with this this young this young crowd today. Mm -hmm. They want everything microwave fast. Yeah, they ain't waiting. They ain't waiting for their credit score to go to six hundred, seven hundred. Yeah. I can't get it now. I don't want it. I'll I'll just scheme a way to do it, son. Yo, um, so what it but is, if they, the what's that? Uh, sorry to cut you off, but I think the disconnect around the importance of credit scores is because we live in an age where even with a horrible credit score. You could get pretty much what you, you can still want. get what you want. Yeah, and people don't have people don't understand the concept around how like the the interest is related to the credit score. So you can have jacked up credit and go out and get yourself a two thousand Honda Accord with a car note of eight hundred dollars. People mindset is like, yo, I stay still finance. I still got it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's the same thing with like people if you trying to get a um a flat screen TV. You know, like. People are like, oh, I can't afford, or I'm not going to buy a TV or whatever. I'll go to Rent-A-Center and get it. But the interest rate associated with oh. like that at Rent-A-Center is like, yo, that's that's crazy. It goes back to what you said, that instant gratification. So you can't make the di direct correlation or the connection as to why does my credit score need to be good when I know I can still get the same stuff that I wanted before. Right. And, you know, like I said, man, it's definitely a great piece of knowledge to have. Once you graduate, moving into into the adult world, even if you don't go to college, you still have to make money. You still have to take care of yourself. You know, even, even if you're living with your parents, your parents at that point of finishing school are, are going to ask you, yo, you're going to have to pay a bill around here if you plan on staying here. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to manage your money a lot better. You can't go buy video games and be hanging out and drinking and doing what you want. And then when it's time for you to pay that bill, oh, I ain't got no money. Well, you know what? <laughs> That front door, that porch out there is cold. I'll send you a blanket. <laughs> yeah, I wonder when we're going to find out what the driving force behind this was. Like, is it because to me, Florida is, is like I said, Florida so backwards. Maybe maybe the public assistance rate is high or something like that. There has yeah. to be something. There's a there trigger. That there's, a tr there's a trigger. Well, you know, most of a child's, any child's behavior, whatever it is, starts at home. And like you said, if you don't see that at home, you don't have that conversations at home, you see it, you know, you, you bring that attitude with you to school. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You see kids coming in, decked out, Jordan up, hats and all that, and you know they ain't buy that. Their parents bought that. Mm -hmm. So you, you can tell when a kid knows the value of a dollar versus, you know, being material, so on and so forth. Um, but it, it, it I think that has to do, a lot to do with it, man. The the parenting part, where they come from, a demograph. You know, schools nowadays, at school when we grew up, they weren't designed to teach us about finance. They were designed pretty much to make us workers, make us obedient enough yep. that after school you got a job. Mm -hmm. And if you were and if you were inclined enough to go to college, you did that. But you know, me myself, I speak for myself. After high school, once I got my diploma, it was work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have any any interest in college, so to speak, although I did go to Monroe for a little while to play ball, but I was like, man, I did all this time in high school. I'm done with school. I'm just get a job. That was and, the, I, that was and I've been working, I've been working ever since. You know what I mean? No, that was the sign of, that was kinda of like the sign of the times for us. Like going to college was sorta of like that was that was like the, the that wasn't the norm. Whereas now more the societal expectation is that you matriculate, like you know, you graduate from high school. Now you go to college, but for right. us, our era, it was more sorry. Right, you graduate from high school, you go find yourself a good job, 
And the exception to the rule was the person who did go to college, you know? So now the exception to the rule is kind of shifted to, you know, the who you're not going to college kind of thing. Right. And it's what you going to do with yourself. Right. Right. It kind of goes back to what you were saying. Cause you were saying like for us, high school was about teaching people how to become workers. Right. So they know that the bar was set back then at high school. All right. You got to graduate from high school and then you go into the workforce. The only thing that's kind of changed is that now they've, increase the standard to okay before you go into the workforce now you got to go to college because it's still about becoming a worker right you know? yes, it's a whole different ball game about knowing what money is and money has changed with bitcoin and all this digital infrastructure happening it, i think it's important to know financial literacy in its in its entirety now because so much has changed the way the transaction of, of money has changed Shit, I'm learning still about money at this point. You know what I'm saying? To they, uh, how to invest and what to invest in. What's a good investment versus a bad investment? They better um, be careful, man. They, you know why they better be careful? Because they're going to mess around and teach these kids about uh, a lot of stuff about money. And before you know it, people are going to be like, wait a minute, why I'm taking out that student loan again? Right. <laughs> but you know what? On a, on a positive note, there are a lot of kids that, you know, they, they, took, they took the bull by the horns during the pandemic and made their way of learning about finances just by taking risks. Oh, they, you know? let, no, they let them kids, kids led the way pre pre pandemic. They were far more entrepreneurial than, you know, mm -hmm. folks our age, because folks our age, we become conditioned. Like we, some of us, we're like content. Like I got a nine to five. I make good money. Right. Comfortable, right. But they've always been very progressive and forward thinking around being, you know, how do I be an entrepreneur? I don't want to get up at seven in the morning to go to work or I don't want to, have to answer to anybody. I want to work from home. So nah, right. they definitely own it when it comes to that. I, I do think though, like the financial literacy piece is, I, I do believe that it's extremely important, but again, I want to know like what, what triggered Florida what triggered to that? move with it and make them mandate this. Cause I'm guessing the guy it has to be something as it relates to, you know, the, that maybe there's a whole bunch of defaults on loans from financial institutions. Yeah, Florida, yeah, it just yeah. Has something that made them say, we have to look at this. Yeah, and I think that's the part of it, that the loan, the loan aspect of it, how many people default, you know, just, just the way people manage their money, man, the way they spend, how they spend what they spend it on, just the value of it, man. People don't put, put nothing away for a rainy day. You know what I mean? They hear, they hear a certain number, like, oh, I'm going to get that. And they just go bonkers. They already spend it before they have it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yo, it's just funny, though. Like, when to, to mention Ron DeSantis, <laughs> that dude, with anything that's good to me is bizarre. I'm like, yo, everything that dude says is crazy. But he's, a, he's crazy. He's the dude that, you know, that's pushing hard against critical race theory. Like, yo, we don't want no critical he, race theory. He's saying he dude that banned, that banned the word gay, too, right? Yeah. Don't say gay. <laughs> Florida, Florida is sick right now, man. Yeah, yo, you can't. Don't, don't, yo, no, no. Don't use the word gay around here. So, what, so what happens now? You gonna get arrested? I don't know. I guess you know what. His, his, his backwards thinking. <laughs> he's on to something. I'm telling you, that state must have. They must have defaulted on so many bank loans and stuff like that that them financial financial institutions is having a fit and demanding like yo somebody somebody got to do something yo right on the same topic though and talking about like this this curriculum 
you know, we were talking last week and I thought about this when we were talking about like self-sustainability. And I was wondering, you know, have, have we, I guess from your opinion, have we put too much responsibility on society and helping to raise our youth? Or have we put too little accountability on them? And I mentioned this because, you know, we've had these discussions before where we talk about, you know, how people um, sometimes say that uh, music and movie and celebrities and all these other people are huge influences and, and children and impact how children are raised or how youth are raised. So what do you think? Like, is there too much? Are we, are we um, putting too much on society or we're not holding society accountable for helping us to raise youth? Well, you can't, society is a cop-out. I agree. I think society is a cop-out as far as raising children, even with social media. Like, you know, I was always told to be an individual, be independent, be original. Don't be like the person next to you. You know what I mean? Don't follow the crowd. You know, when it comes to things like social media, I mean, you got kids but just society in, 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 in general, which is pretty much social media, because nobody goes outside. So when you talk about society, society <laughs> is social media now. Nothing happens outside. Everything happens on your phone and, and on your devices and what you pay attention to. Mm -hmm. But if you allow society to govern the, 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 the narrative of where your children go, that has to do with a little bit of parenting in a sense. Um, you can't just allow a child at a young age to make its own decision. You know, you, there has to be some sort of guidance there to, you know, put some training wheels on. You know what I'm saying? Make sure they can ride straight. Make sure, you know, they know the rules of the, the, rules of the land. You know, the rules of the road. You know, be respectful. You know, um, you know, be careful who you talk to. All of the basic things that you need to know while you're out in the world. Because there are predators out there. There are all sorts of nuances out there that you get yourself caught up in. And you don't, you don't want to fall victim to any prey, any predator that may be looking for a sucker for the day. You know what I mean? Nah, because they're out there, man. And, you know, and, and just, to, just to think about, like, social media in this regard, um, you know, you got kids very young being influenced by what they see. I mean, I was a I was a a a step parent to a young girl who I bought her an iPad at a very young age. But the moment I bought her an iPad, her mother automatically put the parental guidance on there, like zip, it won't be on YouTube. It just be on this educational, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm glad I'm glad she did that because it stirred her in 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 a in a positive direction. And, you know, she's an honest student now, man, because anytime she's on her phone or any other device, it's always about education. She's reading books online. She got, you know, she has her own Kindle account. And she shares with me, oh, Mr. Rob, I'm doing X, Y, and Z, such and such. So, wow, that, that, that iPad went to a, a, a positive use. Now, <laughs> on the other hand, <laughs> you know, your kids are using these devices and being influenced about what society is doing at an alarming rate. And I don't know if you've seen the, the last, um, I hate this, I hate the fact that they put this stuff on social media, where these young people, they off they sell. I think a, a little girl and her little 
cousin was in a bathroom. Something, right? Yeah, yo, I mean. So take 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 social media out the way and think social. How in the world does a thirteen and twelve year old, however old they are, able to play with a gun with the in the bathroom with the door closed? And they're in there just playing around in the mirror. Now kids do all sorts of shit, and then all of a sudden you hear the shit go off, and you be like, "What's that?" Automatically, the parent got to be like, "Where's my gun?" That means that child had access to it. The child watched where you put it. They got the combination of lock. You slept. Something happened. Yeah. And then they and then they got their hands on it. And then they're in the mirror with the phone on live. And then it and here we got a disaster going on. How does that happen? Yeah. You know how that happens? Because when we give kids these devices or give a kid an opportunity, a little bit of freedom. We don't follow up. We don't follow, We don't check. There's no check and balance. What are you doing today? What did you accomplish today? Who are you with? You know, I love the fact that even to this day, Nell still check. Yo, who are you with? Who's that? You know what I'm saying? And they're grown kids. But it's important. Even, even my mother do it. And I'm a grown-ass man. Who's that over there? You know what I'm saying? Your question. And, I, and I'd be like, yo, Ma, all right, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm over 40 now. But... It, it, it's still it's still the parental feeling of just being secure and knowing that your child is not running off the deep end doing something they ain't supposed to do. I, I can't I don't blame society. Now society is what it is, mm -hmm. but I, I, I do not blame society for any raising of a child. Now if you leave society up to raising your child, well then you get whatever the yeah, results but are. Yeah, now I, I agree, you know, what you were saying, and I do think that society is a, it becomes an excuse, almost like a cop-out, like we, we use society cop to blame for a lot of, everything that goes wrong, people are like, yeah, society, Easy cop you know, so I, I, I agree, I think that in terms of accountability, like, I, all right, so I look at it like this, if we saying society, are we also referencing in terms of like this, there's an expectation for government to provide some sort of programming meaning like like how some of youth exist um is there is there some expectation that parks in a community are clean and there's a safe environment and stuff like that you know i could see society. that was that was corey that was corey's point I you know what i mean yeah, put, I, put put some of youth back out there yo society having some involvement in that regard but right. i don't see society having responsibility when it comes to, you know, what your kid watch, what your kid listens to, where your kid goes and stuff like that. And like we were saying last week, sadly, I think it always comes down to, you know, like we're, we're looking for somebody to blame. And the easiest thing to blame is society, because you know why? Society, if we begin to attempt to define it, it's this entity almost like unknowing, like, you know, there's no specific finger to, to point the blame. Point. Right. <laughs> it's a blanket blame. Right. All right, let's just choke it up to society. Boy, I tell you this, society ain't had a lot of stuff blamed on them. Whoever society, <laughs> society got a lot of stuff blamed on them. Cause it's just it's that's easy, a fact. You know, so people are like us, oh, you know, society's full. But the reality of it is like we need to fine tune and 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 really look closely at like all right, who carries the responsibility as it relates to some of these things. And if we're gonna say that society 
and then look at society in a context of whatever local government is, local government has a responsibility to the kids in the community to make sure that there is a, a, a clean park, make sure that there's an after-school program, make sure that there's a summer job or whatever it is. To me, that's fair. But I don't think that to say society is, you know, you know, society is responsible for policing what my kid watch on TV or no. what my kid sees on the internet or what my right. kid listens to or whatever. Like that solely falls on my, that's my responsibility as a parent. Right. And that's what I mean. Society has changed. Society is not where your, ch your child goes because your child doesn't go anywhere. Your child goes to their phone. They go to their device. Mm hmm that's society to them what they see on their devices now when they go to the movies yes but if they even if they go to the mall even if they go outside of their house their reality is still in the palm of their hand mm -hmm. overload i mean there's so much information that you can have information overload and there's so much you have so much access to information that she gives you a headache at some point you gotta put the damn device down um but they, you know, there there are effects to that. Like, I know kids that 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 have their phones on all day. They don't get enough sleep, and they complain why they're tired. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or they don't go outside. My point. They don't get no physical activity, so you don't sleep, and you're not going outside giving no 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 physical activity. You got poor cognition and response. Uh connectivity with people you know what i'm saying you don't you're not in the in, in the position to acclimate a conversation with someone and kind of feel what that person is saying when you're texting all the time or you're scrolling over time you have no focus your attention span is about zip you can't sit and wait for a response none of that that comes from home yeah that comes from home before you send your kid out anywhere how are you structured in your home? And today, most parents, I won't say most parents, that's not even right. There are parents who will give a device to their child and that becomes their society. That becomes their world. Because kids don't go out no more. Kids don't have no activity. Unless there's a parent that will take their son to basketball practice, football practice, track, and they're there to administer that, that type of atmosphere. But so, so is the you think so? You think that parents that do that, they're doing that with the expectation of the of the device. <laughs> Taking yeah, yo, I hate to say it, man. I I watch parents sit their children in front of an iPad, and then that's it. Yeah. To to where now I've seen two and three year olds so inquisitive, they know how to scroll. Why? Because they watch their parents scroll. They know how to type in and find. Blues Clues or whatever the cartoon is. They know exactly how to do it. So now here's a three-year-old, now six. No, they know how to go to YouTube. Them niggas know how to go to websites. Mm -hmm. By the time they're 13, they become masters at the device now. 13, now you can... Eight, now, <laughs> yeah, now you can't even get them out the door. I'm not going nowhere. Who goes outside? So kids say that who goes outside? Nobody goes outside. Who's outside? Wow. You know what I mean? But Coco then Melon. I actually hear parents say Coco Melon is their child babysitter. Yo, shut up, shout out to Poochie. You're right, son. They hear that music. It's like the ice cream. It's like Mr. Stoffley coming up the block, son. 
Yo, so kids how, go crazy I, for that cocoa melon, yo. So how? So so then, if that's the case, how do we switch? How do we get parents to shift and begin to take responsibility or have accountability for actually helping to raise their kids? And when and right, when we say just raise, that. not in the context of just raising, like you know, providing sitter service, but raise in terms of you know instilling morals and values and things like that in them. So to, you you have to instill it into the child, or have to at least. Administer the child that look, this is just a device. It's a larger world that you need to pay attention to. Step out, take them to the museum, take them to the park, take them somewhere that you've been, that you've learned from, and then you can share that that environment with them. Mm -hmm. That's the best way to do it. I love. I would love, you know, my sister is living in Virginia. All right. But I've always seen myself taking my niece to go see the Yankees. Now, that's just me because I know the, at the atmosphere of a ballpark. We can eat hot dogs. We can eat pretzels. There's crowd. There's noise. There's interaction. There's people. It takes a child totally away from the device. Mm -hmm. Leave all that stuff home. Do things like that. Step out your comfort zone and show the child the world. Or the child is gonna learn it on the goddamn phone and be like, "Nah, I can go, I can go, I can go to Jamaica right now. Watch this, Google." It's the, Jamaica. You know, it's, the it's the gift, and, it's the gift and the curse. It's the gift and the curse. Speaking it's the of gift that, and the curse. Speak, speaking of that, social social media. You know, we're talking about um, in in our group chat, this whole thing around social media. And do you? I'm wondering from your perspective, do you believe that social media has um led to distortion in terms of success and relationships. And the reason why I say this is because you go online on Instagram, yo Rob, on Instagram, everything online is about somebody that's a boss. Everything online has these, these lofty requirements for people in relationships and all this stuff. And my concern with it is that it may be actually contributing to depression for people because people have these expectations around this stuff and it removes them away from Things that, that once upon a time people thought were really great. We were talking last week, and remember last week I was saying that back in the days, you know, people would get a job at the post office and retire and be like, yeah, mm -hmm. great job, I'm happy. Now you're mm -hmm. clowned for getting a job at the post office because it's not consistent with the imagery that they see on IG. You know, it just, it's just. And, I, and that's it. I'm glad, you, I'm, I'm glad you used the word image because some people compare themselves with an unrealistic image and get dissatisfied by their self-appearance and their self-perception. So they're measuring themselves by what they see. And the first thing that happens is image. Remember, man, food and drink ain't the only things you consume. Mm -hmm. Images are the first thing you consume. Way before you read a book and decide to uh, comprehend what it is that you're reading, then you have a mental picture of what you're reading. But when you're scrolling and you got these images, People don't realize how fast the body absorbs information just with the physical eye. So you see something, see a girl online, you see a guy online, she looks good, he looks good, he looks prowess. See somebody flashing money, you start to see yourself. I don't have that, I want that. How can I get that? I want to be just like that. You totally remove yourself away from yourself, and now you're worrying about the outside world. And I think we shared, we talked about this a lot of time, and I always use the word imagination. That comes from you. You have to be sole controller of yourself, not what's on the device, not what's on outside of you. You should never compare yourself 
to anyone else. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday versus today and moving forward um, in the future. Yeah, it distorts a lot of people. It, it, yo, son, it. <clears throat> you talk about depression. I mean, people repost fights. People repost killing. Like I said, the picture, the 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 um the video of them two young people mm -hmm. offering themselves. That shouldn't be. That shouldn't be passed around on social media. Mm -hmm. That distorts. You know what I'm saying? That distorts your whole vision. Not only that. The whole some people sleep with their with their devices. Mm -hmm. You don't get no rest. You 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 you. It's it's crazy, bro. It's really really crazy. And the heaviest platforms that are used are like IG, Snapchat, TikTok, Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you know what I'm saying? About, people are stuck on them before, things, though. man. Think about, huh? think about before though, like the things that people were really really impressed with and, and satisfied with. And it really goes back to look what Poochie said. It's like, if you're not a scammer or a plastic surgery patient, you're considered whack. So, you know, imagine you, you a, fact. a woman and you have to see all this imagery online of women that, you know, that they, they surgically enhanced and you're comparing yourself to that. Or you're somebody who you have a job that you're happy at and you feel successful or you believe that you were successful until you got online. And then you right. got fine, and now your success is no longer deemed to be successful. What's up, E? How you doing, bro? What's going on? How y'all doing? Ain't What's good? What's going on, good brother? How you doing? Yo, I'm good, man. So, yo, we talk. Here's the conversation we have, and we talking about has social media distorted real life expectations regarding success and relationships? Because you know, everybody on social media is a boss. Everybody's relationship is the super strong. Everybody is rich. And this is what this is what we uh what we're up against now. This imagery that we have to look at on a regular basis. So, what's your thoughts on that? It's a perfect example. It's a great question because at the end of the day, um, and like I just heard the brother speaking about how a lot of negative negative information or negative actions is always recorded and always thrown out there in social media and all that because negativity sells all day long. So, but also. With, with with social media, everybody like you said, everybody's rich. Everybody got everything, but they're not showing the sides of when this when this phone go off and I gotta go back and play with my kids or <laughs> I got bills I need to worry yeah. about. I gotta sign checks and stuff like that. That's not being shown. Mm -hmm. right. see, but but you, you you taking a picture when you in the club and you popping five bottles or six bottles, but then you going home and you checking your pockets again. You wondering, damn, why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I can't pay my phone bill. Now, now, <laughs> no, now, now I gotta go home and ask my wife to lend me some money until next paycheck so I can see the bills. Right, and that that's troubling. That's troubling that you carry an image of yourself, or you portraying an image of yourself that ain't real, man. And, the, and that the ain't real. Is, and, and the shaky part about that is, like you said, the, the mentality that people have. And, and, and it's scary. You know why it's scary? Because it's not about the person who's doing it because that's just that person. It's the person that's checking the likes, checking that next person, checking that next person's story and really believing in the fact that right. that's their life. That's the all they like they have, not the downside of life. Like uh -huh. how your life is always up. Like I always say, <laughs> and... and and, and Shannon would tell you, like, with the, with, the, with the clothing company success, we use the V. We use the V because everybody's success 
varies. Everybody's success is different. So how That's do you right. tell me that my success is not success because it's not your vision? Right. I'm happy that, like, I came, I got out the hood. I got a house. I got kids that's going to school, and I ain't got to work. They go outside. They ain't got to worry about them being Talk about it, bro. or all this certain stuff that's going on. I'm happy. Talk about I'm, it. I'm content. Yeah, I talk go back about out it. there. Don't get like mean, anybody else. I go back out there and go crazy, but why should I? Yo, I'm content. You made, a, you, made a really, you made a really good point, though, because it goes back to that. Like, people have lost sight of what actually constituted success for them. Right. And I was saying last week, too, I was like, yo, you know, some people view where some people view success, maybe other people's floor. You know, you get what I'm saying? So to me, yeah. relative like success could be, you know, you said you got a house. Success for some people could be like, you know what? I got my first apartment. Exactly. I got my first car. I got whatever it is. But social media won't allow people to be to feel some sense of being happy or content because the imagery that you look at on social media is not consistent with what you have going on in your life. So you like, yo, I was really happy because I got my first apartment, but now I look and I see Rick Ross got this mansion and all that. And then what's not shown on social media a lot of times is the process, is the glow up. People just right. see, you know, when you only see the good part of it. You don't see, like you said, people getting up and hustling, doing their nine to five or whatever it is because it's not glamorous. It's just not I've glamorous. never, I've never seen nobody on social media clean their fucking bathroom. Not once. <laughs> Not at all. Never. You never seen Clean them the walking toilets or nothing. You never seen them walking to work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A dealing dealing with a difficult customer. Yeah, like how you how you <laughs> going, how you how, at the end of the day, okay, I'm able like you said, a person is able to go out and do certain things, but you should show what it took to do that. What it took to get there. Mm -hmm, but right. just like you said, with social media and anything with this with this media. Let's just take these three pictures. My, I got blurry pictures, right? Y'all pictures is fine. All I got to do is run and go get some filters, and then now I'm just like y'all. <laughs> yes. Right. Totally, totally. Dist and, that, and that's the distortion. That's the distortion right there because Im images can play a, a whole lot of different roles, man. A picture has a thousand words. You got to be careful how you disseminate information, man. And it can lead you. I mean, this, social media can lead the mood swings. I know people that are so distracted from social media, they miss their doctor's appointment. They forget to eat. Some yeah. motherfuckers forget to bathe. Yo, well, hold, hold up. I'm going to do you one better. What about people that were happy in their relationships until they looked on social media, right? So they were happy in their relationships doing whatever it was with their significant right. other. And then they look. And they post say, pictures, wait, right? Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Me and my significant other is working together to do whatever it is, but on social media, they saying that, yo, you shouldn't be going half on certain things. Or people went, are looking and they saying, wait a minute, you know, our relationship worked, but now I'm looking and, you know, how you call it? My niece boyfriend, he got a Bentley. How come you got a Hyundai? You see what I'm saying? Like, I, I think social media has also impacted relationships and put these expectations and relationships also that just may not necessarily be accurate representations of what a good relationship is. Lip Poppy 163 says social media killed real relationships. That's a fact. That's a fact, son. And, and relationships, and marriages. And it's just like you said, right? So they say, you look on social, you and your wife, y'all doing great. Like you said, y'all got nice cars, y'all doing fine. Then they look on social media and see, oh, homeboy just bought his wife a Bentley. Okay, <laughs> that's that part. 
but they didn't understand. They don't see the 10 years that his, that wife been holding him down when he was mm -hmm. doing bad or doing all other type of stuff, probably get locked up, came home. She sent packets every month. You getting on that, getting on that bus to go visit. They ain't show none of that. Yeah, that's right. that. You just see that's the right. end result and you expect to turn around, look at your husband laying on the bed and be like, oh, well, I don't have that. <laughs> that's a fact, man. That's a fact. That's so, an absolute fact. If you're basing your relationship off of social media, you're a sap sucker. But sadly, a lot of people do base their relationship off of social media. People, people just got a bad habit of looking at what other people have and look at themselves and say, I don't have that. Mm -hmm. I had someone close to me look at what I had and say, yo, you lucky. I envy you. You got this, that, and the third. And I'm looking at him like, yo, bro, you don't I need a kid. This. Hold on. I told him, I said, bro, I need a kidney. You can have this fucking house. Give me your fucking kidney. Pardon my language. Give me your kidney, bro. You can keep the car, dog. All the windows. I'm trying to survive. And that's when I'm not like, wow, is material success that important to people where they're not even they're not valuing life? Mm -hmm. Here it is. I'm trying to live an extra day doing dialysis for four years. I'm trying to get off of that. I'm praying for a kidney. Mm -hmm. And you envy me because my square footage. Yeah. Now I'm not putting nothing bad on my house. But lightning can strike this house, and then I'm out. I got to start just, all over again. That's just Whether like, I have insurance like, or not. That's just like, and, and, and I pray for you, that's just like saying the richest man in the world ain't going to die tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Or the richest man in the world don't got problems, too. Money, and money. Every last one of them do. Every, every last, and, and they be the first one putting the gun in their mouth. Yep. Thank you. The exactly. in the world. First one putting the gun in their mouth. But they got because all we, the money in the world. You feel like they ain't got no problems. My man, at, at the end of the day, people don't realize money don't make you change. You change yourself because of whatever you feel like changing in your head, on your mind. Right. You, we, I have seen bums, bums looking more happy than I felt that day. <laughs> Singing to themselves, not, not worried or care in the world, yeah. but they in their own zone. And that's <laughs> mental, man. Radical notion said materialism is what's wrong with the world in general. Social social media just highlights that. That's that's true. That's true, son. Everyone thinks material success is success. Now the fact that you got up and you breathing is a success, bro. I can kiss my wife in the moment and say, "Babe, I love you." Mm -hmm. That right there is important. You know what I mean? Our value system is turned into it. it it's pretty much shit at this point. Because we don't look at it. We don't value one another. We don't value conversation. We don't value camaraderie. We don't value reciprocity. Yo, bro, yo, you need... Just a phone call can help somebody get get a person off the ledge. I value that. My friend Poochie called me today, you know, with some bad news, but I valued the call because it came from her. So when I picked up the phone, I ain't just say, yo, why is she calling me? I'm like, yo, that's Pooch. What's up? Yeah. That's my girl from third grade. Like, what's going on? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Those things matter, man. And the fact that I've, I've been friends with her since the third grade. I value that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We've known each other since we've been babies, and here we are, damn their grandparents. Come on, son. You, that's, that's, that's the value system people miss, man. And, and, and that's funny because, like you said, um, 
was it today or yesterday? I was I was doing my walk, right? And mm -hmm. and and I want y'all to listen to pay this real carefully. I was doing my walk and I said good morning to someone. I said, Good morning, how you doing? And he said, right. Good morning, how you doing? But we never answered each other's question. So was we really <laughs> listening to each other? Or was right. this something, something that you just supposed to say when you see somebody? Because did you right. really answer my question? Or did right. I really answer your question? I just said, Good morning, how you doing? You said, Good morning, how you doing? Wasn't it supposed to be? I'm finding you. But we just saying it because oh, that's what we're supposed to say. Yeah, it's a formality. Lip Poppy 163, I brought you on because you said we're partially responsible for material success. So it's good. Talk, talk about it, bro. We are because you think about it, and let's think about this logically. 90% of us came from nothing. Our parents ain't have shit. Mm -hmm. A lot of us were welfare babies, me included. You know what I'm me saying? Me included. Eric know me over 30. Exactly. So he know. You know what I'm saying? Now, we came to a point to where we grew up and we grew up idolizing material success. That's a fact. As a drug dealers, we idolize the rappers. Then what That's happened? A fact. We grew up and we started having children. So you know what we did? We started blessing our kids with everything that we were never given. Yeah. So That's we, true. We came to appreciate the things that we couldn't have, and then and we gave to our children appreciation from our kids. Mm. Right? Because now they don't they have no appreciation for anything we do for them. You know, back in the day, it was a blessing to walk around with a pair of J's. Mm -hmm. That's all those are the only shoes your kids ask for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They don't wear nothing else. You know what I'm saying? Like it's crazy. But in all honesty, we are partially responsible for everything that is going on. We the things we thought made us weak, the things that we thought made us less likable are the things that made us who we are. And we mm -hmm. definitely did not set our kids up for that type of ordeal. Yeah, no, right. I, I agree with you because I think definitely what you're saying is true. Like the resilience that we had growing up came from, you know, just with a lot of our circumstances were and I think that your mindset is always to in a position where you're like I want better for my kids than what I have but I think the part that we lost and I was just saying this to somebody the other day the part that we lost is that even with giving better to your kids like there were little nuggets and jewels and gems that my, my parents instilled in me like you know I had a younger brother so I had to get my younger brother from school you know or I had to do whatever the chore was whatever it was and those mm -hmm. were things that they instilled in me to teach me responsibility. Rather than me embracing it and saying, like, yo, these are things that were given to me to teach me responsibility, I became, you know, you become resentful of it. Like, damn, I don't want to do this or do that or whatever. So when our kids are young, we say, yo, I remember what it was like for me to have to do this. I don't want them to have to worry about it and lose sight of the lesson that was actually involved with those kind of things. And I think that that's why a lot of, like you said, a lot of our kids they get the things that we weren't able to have. But what we need to figure out is how do we give them stuff that's going to set them up for future success? Because at the end of the day, giving them Jordans and stuff like that, like Jordans, that, that to me is that I find that to be relative because at Jordans, Jordans may be a symbol of success in some people's mind, but Jordans are not really, a, don't hold any value or anything like that. So we but then not to cut you off, but then if that's the case, then 90 
happened to the way that we move with our kids is incorrect. Because if you really think about it, think about how you grew up. You wasn't getting nothing unless you did your chores. You wasn't yeah. getting nothing unless you yeah. good grades. You know what I'm saying? You wasn't allowed to go outside without your siblings. Mm -hmm. You know right. what I'm saying? It was a whole different, even though our parents didn't have much, they raised us in a manner for us to be self-sufficient. Right. That made us strong. Again, when as we grew older, we started looking at things differently because of what you experienced. So now you look back and you're like, wait, like, you know, maybe I don't want my kid to do that. I don't want to, you know, I don't want my kid to do this. Yep. But to answer your question about how to totally change things for our kids, we need to start with the root of things. And at the end of the day, none of our children know what, that, like, how to be financially liberated. You know, that's crazy you say that, but that was our first topic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, where our parents fucked up at and we end up learning later on down the line is financial literacy. Like, it's yep. now that they're wanting to make this a curriculum in school when this should have been going on. They should have been showing people about credit, how to manage credit, mm -hmm. you know, whether you should apply for a credit card or not, how you should, you know, how to, uh, how to even go about getting a business license. These are things that we never took the time to do for our children. We spent so right. much time doing what we did to get ourselves out of our holes that we stopped taking the time to instill specific things into our children. So yes, we, without knowing, we crippled this whole generation. Yeah. When I was growing up, our parents really didn't give a shit. So we worked for everything, whether you hustled the drug dealer for a dollar here and there all day, because that's what we did. We used to hustle the drug dealers just to come up with money to go to Skate Key on Friday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We were just saying um, early on, our, our, our first topic was fi we were talking about financial literacy because you see Florida's going to be passing that law. Correct. Where they, in order to graduate, you have to be financially literate. Like they're going to be financially literate. Taxes, credit things like that. And I said that once upon a time, I don't know if you brothers remember, but we had home economics. We I was talking about that the other day. And home economics, though, my opinion on home economics, the reason why I went away is because home economics was talking about conversations like teenage pregnancy, sex and stuff like that. And a lot yeah, of people, it off. I don't want you talking to my kids about that. And then home economics kindly, kindly, it just, it went away. But I remember home economics, it was basically teaching people how to run a house. They used to yep. have a bookshop, you know yep. what I'm saying? There were all types of shit in high school that we actually didn't take advantage of. Just like, just like not for nothing. Schools push children to go to college. College ain't for every kid. That's they, right. They don't even take the time to speak to these kids about trade school. Mm -hmm. You understand? And a lot mm -hmm. of kids are built for trade school. They built for trades. A lot of people, you know, back in the day, even though, you know, you heard everybody now and again, oh, yeah, you get a trade, you'll never go hungry. But nobody ever pushed that. Mm, you know? That's right. And at the end of the day, having a trade is where it's at. You can go anywhere. Your trade travels with you. Yeah. That's and, Yo, you know that, and I know that, but bringing it back to what we were saying about social media, and social media has put this image in people's mind that in order for you to be a boss, you got to be doing these other things. Yo, there are people on social media talking about they want to be a boss, but they can't even get up at 8 o'clock in the morning. 
Like they can't do basic things, but yet they still talking about they want to be a boss because they see everybody on social media talking about they want to be a boss. Poochie said, yeah, we had sex education, cooking, class, sewing, et cetera. They don't have that anymore. Yeah, that's because I believe that they actually probably took it out of schools. Yeah, but guess what? With them with them taking out home ed and, 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 and like you said, sex education, what happened? They, they wasn't teaching that, so guess what? Me, Mike, and you, we was teaching a girl about sex education. All these early pregnancies is what happened. It's that's a fact. It is what happened. That's a fact. And a lot of women don't know how to cook. They don't know how to sew. They don't know how to keep. It's, it's men, men included too. Because it was for both of us to know how to cook and know how to keep keep a household, know how to keep things in order. You know, it was there for that purpose. It was there for that purpose. Simple shit like how to change a tire. Mm -hmm. Right on the car, do an oil change. Do an oil change, yes, sir. Simple shit, and that's why I said a lot of what's going on now, we're definitely partially responsible for, whether we want to accept that responsibility or not. Mm -hmm. But you know what? All is caught up in the hustle. We forgot about right. values in the hustle. Mm -hmm. Right. But all is not lost. I don't think all is lost. I think if we if we take a step back, we can still implement some of these lessons to those to any child that wants to listen to those rules and those regulations that we that were set for us. You can still teach a kid how to sew. You can still teach your son how to change oil and change a tire. You teach your daughter how to change a tire. You can still implement these things that were lost. Some of these lost things just come from conversation. And that's a lost art too. The art of speaking to one another face to face without us having this. I know the four of us could go in a bar and a park or sit in a bench and have the same exact conversation we're having right now without this device. Yo, you know what I'm saying? Because people are easy to say, you know what? I just text, I just text Mike, he good. I just text yeah. Shannon, he good. Right. But then right. no full conversation. Just say, yo, how you, you good? Just checking in. Check ins is cool, but at the end of the day, we got to have a real conversation because it takes time. Just like anybody else, when you're talking to somebody, if you let that person keep talking, he's going to give it all to you. Yeah. <laughs> you got to let that person talk. Let him keep talking and come. And like I said about the teaching, I was doing, I've been, I've been, I've been supervising kids for 23 years. And I tried to teach them everything that I knew. Mm -hmm. And what I didn't know, I tried to try to invest in, in, and research what I what I didn't know. I, right. It, it was hard because, like you said, when you got kids raising kids, it's a problem. It's, it's a, a problem. That's a bigger problem. That's a bigger problem. They, you know why? Because they raising each other. Yo, you see right. what like, Poochie said? Now they just teaching you how to turn a hundred to a thousand dollars. Then the next that's thing, back. the bank account is scam <laughs> <laughs> world, yo. I see. Back in the day, though. It was really on some each one teach one mm -hmm. type right. of mentality. You understand? And and like as the years went on, and here goes the inception of the internet. Nobody saw the internet going this way. Like to keep That's it a fact. to keep it a stack. Nobody seen the internet going in the direction that it went. Cause you know when the internet was just coming out, you know, like I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was a teenager, and then watching from where the inception of the internet to so where we at now, yeah. it changed everybody's perception of reality, bro. Mm -hmm. Everybody, there's a, a huge portion of the population that is drawn to what they believe is the life that they want. And a lot of people are really that 
I'm out of the thin blue sky. But that shit gonna happen. Like I said, we, we got so caught up in the hustle to get us out of the situation that we was in, that there were specific values that a lot of us did not instill in our children. Mm, that's a fact. Old generation of children. That's what this down to. You know what I'm saying? The other thing is that we're going to keep it a stack. The, the tablets, cell phones, all that, that shit became the new mommy, daddy, nanny. Oh, we just talked about that too. Yeah, son. So I, I, I know, I know, I, I hate to say it, but I know chicks that are just, they'll put their kid in front of a, in front of an iPad and walk away to the point where I've seen a three-year-old know how to navigate. Yes. Scroll yes. through it, know where to find it, and sit there and be like, yeah, this is what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. You know how to do that shit. Yep. You know what I'm saying? What we fail to realize children follow. They, don't, they listen second. They follow first. They're so they're watching you scroll. They know how to use your thumb and all that. The same shit. You know what, you know what I'm saying? You know at what that, at that age, they're sponges. They sponge. They, 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 they create a, a memory bank of everything that their parents is doing. And that's why they do it. Why do you think they was playing house? Why are they playing all these other games? Right, right. Hey, playing with they're dogs. Sponges. There you go. They're sponges. There you go. That's a fact, but it, it's it, but then when you start when you start to you know like I'm 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 a huge thinker of you know there's a lot of truth in a lot of movies, and and to think about it if if when you really think about the movie and you think about the uh, the movie logically from beginning to end the mo- the Disney movie Wally mm-hmm. totally shows us exactly what the fuck's going on. Mm. There's a whole race of humans on a spaceship doing nothing, relying on robots to do everything for them. We're not See that? that far from it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, everything gonna be automated soon. We're not that far off from that. Of if course. you look at it, everything now is done on a device. Nobody's going to the check cashing spot to pay bills no more. You're doing it online. A lot of people not even going to stores to go shopping no more. They do that online. A lot of people ain't even walking into the grocery store to go food shopping no more. They ordering everything online and they pulling up and having other people throw it into their car for them. Mm-hmm. We've become a race of human beings that rely on easy shit. Yeah. We want, we want everything done fast and it's it, it changed the whole dynamic of the world. Like I become slaves, become slaves to convenience, man. Correct. Become total slaves to convenience, B. Correct. Us, Which, us thinking that we were bettering each other, we crippled the next generation, which is going to cripple the generation after them. But here, well, here's my you know thing. What, you, know what, you know what I think that that the next generation has on us, though, with like all this automation and all these things coming into play that we have to be mindful of because it looks very different than what we know. It's almost like um. You know, we like you were saying about the trades and stuff like that. We've been conditioned to think in terms of trades and college and all these things. But the younger generation, I was saying earlier, pre-pandemic, they were they were entrepreneurs and hustlers more than some of the older folks because they just always they always on the grind. They always thinking about how to make money. I think we have to be receptive as older folks to kind of step back and let them show us the way and be open to how they I, go about I, doing it because there's this. I look, agree with that. They figuring out how to make money. They figuring out how to make money in their sleep. Cut. They figuring out how they don't ever have to leave their house. How they don't, how they don't ever have to get out of the bed. Like they're they're they've they're, mastered they've they're, mastered they're, the way of working from they're, home. 
There are kids right now that are more inclined to take a job, not based on pay, but based on the perks. Meaning their thought process, our thought process may have been the nine to five and 40 hours. Their thought process may be, well, if I finish all these 40 hours of work in two days, do I need to come in the rest of the week kind of stuff? And I don't know if the world of the workforce is evolving at that rate because people our age are still at the, 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 at the forefront of making those type of decisions. But that's where they're at. And it, and it requires a level of openness from us to be able to actually understand that and move with it. Because that's the direction that all this stuff is going in. You think about before, a lot of people's first job was McDonald's, right? But now you go into McDonald's, McDonald's, it's a by kiosk. Me, McDonald's by me is a kiosk. And they recently underwent another renovation where they're going to add even more kiosks. So all those jobs and things, those opportunities are going to be obsolete. And I think kids are looking at that and saying like, okay, I got to figure out another way to get into the workforce and make money if I don't go that quote unquote traditional route. But, and that is true. That is true. But when you look at the curriculum in school right now, right? Like, don't get me wrong. The internet made hustling easier. The internet made starting a business easier. Easier, yes, sir. A lot of things easier, but with the convenience that the internet gave you, there was a downfall behind that. So now we have a change in mentality. So where now kids look at an honest job as not being it. Right. Back to the basics. Right. Not understanding that, you know, you might not be making as much money as you want to be making, but you're not understanding the value in the lesson. Mm -hmm. Understand? At, At the end of the day, whether they realize this or understand this or not, Having a job teaches you how to be responsible. That's a fact. You understand? You have to be at a certain time. You have to be out the house at a certain time. You have to be at the job at a certain time. You got to be punctual. To do a specific job. You have to do your job and you have to be professional. Mm -hmm. And while you're doing your job, they don't see that anymore. The internet now glamorizes everything that we no longer glamorize, but we glamorize ourselves at one point in time. History repeats itself. The only difference now is that it's out in the open because the internet shows you what's going on everywhere. Now you're not only looking at what's going on in your block, on your borough, or in your city. Now you're looking at what these dudes is doing in Chicago, what they doing in St. Louis, what they doing right. in Miami, what they doing in Cali. You're looking at what everybody's doing now, and now you're looking at everything you're doing, and it seems like it's not it. A mm-hmm. lot of these young kids don't understand that you know, the, the struggle and the process of the struggle is what develops character. Of course. Of course. That's that's a fact. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like I said, it's like we 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 created all these things for convenience and at the same time we kinda like we, we made shit more difficult. You yeah. know but let me tell you what con- con- convenience convenience is easily to to to, to brew laziness. That's a fact. It, and it'll and, and make you very complacent. Because I tell you this, right? The internet, all these devices are plugged into something. What happens if it go down? So now so, so now that brings up another thing. I don't know. I don't know if y'all ever watched it. It's an old-ass documentary. It's on Netflix. It's called The Great Hack. Okay? Mm-hmm. I've never seen it. The, the, the yeah. whole purpose of The Great Hack was to make everyone aware of the fact that They've already developed systems that develop algorithms that will already predict what you're going to do 
before you even do it. So before you even do it, said, how many times? How many times have you been having a conversation about buying a car, and then all of a sudden, you your feed social media, and now all of a sudden you're looking down your feet. Here goes yeah, my phone. Here goes Rovers. Here goes Here goes this. They've already built this algorithm. They already have a whole 30-point breakdown of everybody that's been on the internet, and they know what you're going to buy before you buy it. Luke, Yo, sir, my phone, my phone be eavesdropping. My phone be eavesdropping on me. I can talk about anything. I look up my phone like, how the fuck my phone? Yo, now I was talking about a porn. Yo, and, Rob, but you, but, but, but how you call it when your mom and your grandmom said the TV was listening, you thought they was bugging, right? That's a fact. <laughs> That's a fact, bro. I used to think that my grandmother was tripping. And now, now that I'm a grandfather, bro, I look at this shit and I'm like, bro, yeah. really was not tripping. Like, that's where we at right now. They know everything. They know everything. What you're going to do, where you're going. They know if you're deciding to do something with your family or not. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy. But at the end of the day, we freely provided them with that information. Yeah, we did. And so at the end of the day, absolutely right. that we don't like, we created a platform for them to go ahead and gather that information. You know That's what I mean? Again, mm -hmm. we are partially responsible for yeah. everything. That's gonna because it's like, is always gonna sell low. So we're gonna we're gonna always be up against that. Convenience is always gonna sell. They're always gonna figure out a way to make things easier and cost effective. That's gonna be that's gonna be the enemy of 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 how you call it of work ethic for a long time. People are always gonna try to figure out a way to do something easier. That is a that that is a fact. I mean, at the end of the day, the hustling is what kept this this world moving. I mean, when you think back to prohibition, you know what I'm saying? Bootleg, bootleg kept the mob in, but you know it kept the mm -hmm. mob moving. They was getting mm -hmm. money. You mm -hmm. understand? And what happened when the government didn't like what they was doing and saw they wasn't getting their cut? Legalize and tax it. Exactly. And then they turned around and they hit your man Capone with tax evasion because they mm -hmm. hit him with nothing else. Yeah. You know so why I mean? you think so why you think all these why you think all these states is now going is legalizing weed? But yeah. I said see thing. twenty years ago. At the end of the day, if you really think about this logically and you put everything aside, if they would have taken a note from Amsterdam Back in the 90s, mm -hmm. we would have been balanced everything out in this country. Because I remember when, you know, when I was a teen and I had just started smoking, drinking, you know what I'm saying, doing whatever. Amsterdam was like, yo, like we tired of uh, all the crime and everything that's going on. Look, boom, we got the red light district. Y'all can do whatever y'all want till 11 p.m. Everything is legal besides rape and murder. You can get high, you can get drunk, you can even buy yourself a prostitute. You're, mm -hmm. But it's going to be out in the open. We're not going to fuck with y'all. Y'all do what y'all do, but we got a curfew. 11 o'clock is shut down. It's a dub at 11, everybody inside. Mm -hmm. If we would have taken time to see what they were doing, how they were taking the tax money from drug sales and prostitution and putting it into their own communities... We would have been fixed a lot of the issues that we have. California, first state to legalize marijuana, first state to be completely debt free from the United States. They don't owe the government a fucking dime. 
Yeah. It was Colorado. Colorado came in and said, hold my fucking beer. They took all their tax money. They made all these new development, all these new homes, all these new schools, all these new roads, created all these new jobs, and now they have a booming economy. Yeah. We got to figure out, though, how people of color actually get opportunities to, 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 to get licensed to be distributors. That's the one part of it that I, that I need to see them do better with, because there's plenty of people in jail locked up. Yeah, but now you gotta give it up to California because California is the first state to start releasing motherfuckers for, for marijuana charges. You know, yeah, there's a lot of dudes who are doing real time for waiting. Mm -hmm. They now coming home because they like, look, we making money off of this, off of the same thing that these dudes was doing. Yep. We just go ahead, we gonna let them go. Now, so, uh, A, other states need that ideology, and B, if if we're looking for a way to make things easier for people of color to have more of a chance in that industry, this is going to take us as a community to start pushing these young kids to actually go to school. You understand? And learn business, like the financial literacy part. Yeah, it's not only the financial literacy part, but, actually, you know, getting these kids to get into botany. You know what I'm saying? Getting the yeah, getting the plan. And so it's wow. like, it, we community together and push shit aside and be like, you know what? Let's do what's best for the community. Cause I don't know about shop, but he knows we grew up in the same building. Back, you know, back when I was growing up, if your neighbor seen you did some wild shit, they brought you to your parents. Yeah, it was okay. That's a fact. Now we're at this era where nobody can tell nobody else about their own kids on top of the fact that the system doesn't even let you discipline your kids. You used to be able to beat your kids now, not beat your kids to death or put your kids in the hospital, but how many of them beat and saved you from doing some dumb shit? <laughs> no, I, 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 just, I just spoke about a mentor, unfortunately, that, that passed away, and he was one of the greatest mentors I had. But he lit to my ass at an early age, and he gave me the re prerequisite of think before you act. That's a fact. and that should save and that should save my life. Trust me, man. And I was probably in the third, fourth grade when I got that lesson. Yo, we we and, we, okay. and and what happened was I'm, I'm gonna break it down. So what happened is, and we're gonna go back to like he said with Amsterdam. What happened is the United States didn't want to do that. You know why? Because crime equals jail. That is jail correct. equals money. That is correct. That, That's it. That industry the, the highest industry in the the highest industry in the world at that time. So United States is not it, gonna do it, that. It, it is the highest grossing industry mm -hmm. in the They're world. They're not gonna do that. It's so then we're gonna turn around to the mentorship. And I and I think I spoke to Shannon about this before. When they when when the federal when the federal prosecutor decided to jump into New York City, and they and they did the major sweeps, if you realize they took all the older men. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's when and left the young dudes to fend for themselves. Yeah. With no morals. With, with no, no guidance. Yeah. No guidance. So yeah. that was just like the crabs in the barrel. That's where the gunplay started because they didn't know no better. It was like, I'm taking over. But when we was young, I couldn't hustle until I get out of school after 3 o'clock. That's mm. right. You know, I hustled. But I had to wait till I get out at 3 o'clock. And they see me outside. Before 3 o'clock, they was whipping my ass. That's a yeah. 
That's a fact. So when they, when they took when they took all the older men out of the street, there was nobody to 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 raise the younger the younger youth, and there was mm -hmm. no men to be with these women to help them with these young youth. And this is why the world is the way it is at this moment. Mm. That's yeah. a fact. OGs, man. They, they took away the OGs, man. It's, it's, there was no OGs. And now you got whole, you. And hold on, Mike. That whole you, you got an OG. You got somebody calling an OG who's twenty years old. It's taken out of context now because let me tell you something. And and this is me keeping it real. So I'm 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 gonna bring something up that E don't even remember. I remember back in the days when I first started hustling and I started getting money and I started buying myself my own shoes because I grew up very poor. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He caught me outside, and I laugh about this shit from time to time when I think about it. He caught me outside walking mad weird because I didn't want to crease my J's. <laughs> I did not want to crease my J's. So he pulled me to the side. No creases. You walking mad weird, bro. I know the shoes is new, but look, if you, if you do this, that, and the third, you don't have to worry about creasing them. Bro, to this day, I still do that shit. You don't condition yourself, huh? In all actuality, OGs back in the day versus what they consider OGs now are two entirely different things because back in the day, even the drug dealers didn't want you hustling. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? They would actually pay you. Talk about that. Talk about that. And that's the fun you brought that up because that's that's what kept me out. That's what kept me off the street. OG said, "Yo, I don't need you on the corner." He actually bought me a ball and told me get to the fucking park. Yo. And, and and that was the whole. That's a fact, bro. If it, I mean, there were plenty of times where you know the older niggas mm -hmm. were doing what they do, and if they knew that there was anything going on, they'd be quick to tell us, "Yo, take your ass back to the block or go inside the building." Yeah, and we would, you know what I'm saying. And even though we didn't like it. We didn't question it, and to be honest with you, a lot of the times that they that they life. forced us to go somewhere else saved us from a lot of shit. Life, yeah. Yeah. Where we grew up at is fucked up now, but it was even more fucked up, you know, Man. back in the day. And it's like, yes, you know what the difference of OGs is, though. The difference now is that OGs is dudes could be thirty, and their OG is eighteen. Exactly. It's not, it's, it's, it's not about wisdom now. It's about what people got in their pockets. So exactly, like I'm calling, I'm calling you, I'm calling him my big homie, and he's 17 years old. Why? Because he, because now he got the big chain on. He got a car, That's so he's my big homie. Big bro. Huh? Now you big. My bro. man, I got a kid older than you. Now you broke. You know what I'm saying? Like it just it it doesn't it doesn't make any. Sense. But again, this goes this goes back to what like. This goes back to what I was saying. We we raised our kids different, man. We we thought we thought that we were doing the best thing in the world by giving our children everything that we didn't have. And in the process of doing that, we stopped instilling specific values that we developed and we learned as we were growing up. You understand? So now, now we have, like I said, we have two generations of individuals that they're not self-sufficient. Entitlement. Extremely entitled, extremely entitled. Because I listen, my first car, and this was in the 90s, my first car was an 84 Ford Focus hatchback, and second gear was stripped. I ain't even gonna hold you. <laughs> you understand? Stop that word, word. That was my first car. Now, these kids, these kids expecting you to hop out with, with, with Benzes and Beamers. <laughs> 
Nah, bro, there's levels to this shit. Like, right, you, son. you about to get this Honda Accord for fifteen hundred <laughs> with the stains on the seat, and then you gonna have to work your way up. You know what yeah. I mean? To the vehicle you want, but you Mercedes Benz off rip. Like you, I'll meet you halfway, but I ain't getting you nothing. <laughs> I'll meet you halfway. I'm not buying you nothing. There you go. And, and, yep. and like I said, that's that's what it is. Like we we need to get back to that each one teach one mentality. The minute we I agree to that, everything should progressively start getting better because you know we go back to that saying: it takes a village to raise a child. That's that's what we need to get back to the village arrangement of you know it, it takes more than one person to raise a child, man. Mm -hmm. It takes it takes a group. It's a group effort, group now, economics. All of that plays a part, man. Now that's another subject because now you have a whole you have a whole generation of women with this I don't need a nigga for shit mentality. You understand? Or women who use their children as pawns and for financial gain. That's what you see now. I mean, look at just yesterday with China talking all this shit, <laughs> talking about she a single parent. The whole time <laughs> both her baby daddies have the kids six days a week. You need child support. What do you need? You need to support yourself. That's like at the end. Oh, I gotta get rid of three cars. Most people don't own one car. They're still making payments on it. You know what I'm saying? And you, gotta, you gotta get That's the truth. About, I'm a that is the truth. You wow. Listen, the 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 if if you look at the way everything has progressively, they've changed everything. They've cut fathers out the home. They've that they try to, uh, uh, they try they've to been doing that. They, they they've been kind of cutting fathers out the home. You understand? And then on top of it, whether anybody wants to believe this shit or not, this push for the for the Skittles Avengers to be making moves the way they moving, <laughs> it's crazy to me. To the Skittle Avengers, because uh, you know what I'm saying. Listen, I, I'm I'm all with the whole love is love thing. But when I was growing up, people's sexual preferences was kept to themselves. That's a fact. You understand? Now, you knew who was gay and you knew who was straight, but everybody kept them sexual, their sexual preferences to themselves. Now we sitting here pushing this agenda on children, talking about, well, they should know that you're talking about a six-year-old kid that doesn't know the difference that the value of a dollar versus the value of ten dollars but you expect this child to know the difference on whether they're whether they're attracted to the opposite sex or attracted to the same unfortunately Stop, stop. Everybody was segregated from being cool with one another to like so cool no more. You understand? Shit not so cool with everybody no more. It's a whole fucking weird world out here. It's nothing but weird fucking vibes. You know what I'm saying? And the rich getting richer. That's all it is. This shit is a system. Until we figure out how to demolish the system and start that shit up again from the ground up, we all going to remain products of the system and our children are going to remain products of the system.
We have to learn to control our own narrative, man, and stop allowing society, social media, and other outside entities to control a narrative for us. You know what it is that you do. You have to do to take care of yourself. You got to instill that. First, instill it in yourself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Self-savior is, is, the, is, is, is the first law for you. Then you administer that to your children, and then you have a conversation about it, about doing it. But outside of that, People are so used to allowing someone else to create their own narrative that they, they, it's easy to follow. You know what I mean? And, that, and, that's, and that's what social media, media allows you to do. It allows you to follow and, and, and like the things that you see. And because you see someone else doing, oh, I can do that too. But is that what you really want to do? And, that, and, 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 and what we, like I said, what we need to get back to is this village thing. Because if you really look at it, not for nothing, the Skittles Avengers, they work together, bro. I think, I think, how you think they make everything move? They move as a unit. They don't move separate. They don't, they don't move separately. Hispanics only, blacks only, whites only. No, they move as one unit. Unit. That's a I fact. Mean, we talk, we so talk about we start moving as one unit and we keep moving segregated in pieces, this, that, and the third things are going to remain this way. And the other thing that I think is totally wrong, whether anybody understands this or not, people get to a point to where they learn about whatever it is that they do, whether it's selling stocks or it's flipping shoes. Instead of taking the time out to educate un, you know, underprivileged people from being able to make those types of moves, they mm -hmm. keep all that information to themselves. That's also mm -hmm. stagnating the movement. Yo, I was going. I was going to say though. I think that because you, in terms of like the agenda, like people of color, I don't know if we got a clear agenda on what it is that we we trying to achieve. So that's one of the reasons I think that we're held back. As far as like what you're saying, I think with the information too is like that's something that's been ingrained in people since since slavery. You know, it's a crabs in a barrel mentality where everybody think that we all out chasing the same dollar. You know, like there's money to be made for everybody in the stock market or from flipping shoes or whatever it is, but everybody always feels like they're in direct competition. But it's somebody. education and it's the lack of information that prevents people from making them moves like crypto. When this Bitcoin shit, a lot of people didn't know about it. A lot of people didn't invest in that shit. Bro, I had a, I had a chance to buy in 20K. That 20K would have had me at 15 minutes right mm. Yeah. But because I, 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 I have the information, I, that opportunity. You or, or let me tell you this about the information also. Like, we have, we're so distrusting of each other that if somebody is giving you the information, sometimes, depending on who it's coming from, you question their motives as to why they're sharing the information. See, but that also, too, like you said, it's, 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 it's the part of the crabs in the barrel, but it's also the, the skit. I'm... I'm scared of my own skin. And me and me saying mm -hmm. scared of my own skin, you scared to tell your brother about what you're doing, but then you'll go run to somebody you don't even know, the white man, because you think he got your best business at heart. But and he, give him he, everything, he, sir. He, he's he's skinning you alive, but, but he's doing it with a smile. <laughs> like I always say, if you come to get mine, smack me and take mine. Don't don't go in my house when when, when my door's locked. Take mine. <laughs> Then I understand it, but they 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 so stuck on thinking that the next man gonna take it from them. Like we just spoke about it earlier, all mm -hmm. the money in the world ain't gonna save you from death. Yeah, that's right. 
Just that's a fact. Just like and they ain't gonna save you. So if I if I could get a little bit and give a little bit, that's how it's supposed to go. And guess what? If you spend a little money, you're gonna get a little bit more money back. It's a fact. The, the the one thing that hustling teaches you is that it takes money to exactly. At the end of the day, this is the name of the game. It what business and industry it is. It takes money to make to make money. money. Now right. And and I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna say this words right. With, 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 with about 80 or 90% of what we're talking about, if people take out this keyword and this feeling out of everything, I guarantee we'd be a better people. Emotion. If people stop being so emotional about everything that happens, <laughs> everything that happens, they put their emotions into it. Oh, you can't say nothing about me, about my kid. Oh, you can't say this, or oh, my clothes. Everybody's emotional about everything. Stop being so emotional because somebody said something to you about something. Listen to what they're saying and take it. If you don't even, at the end of the day, like I tell people, even this if you don't what, like what I said, guess what? You can't, you can't turn your ears off anyway. Listen, we fucked up. We fucked up with that emotional shit when we started handing out participation trophies. Because <laughs> at, that. at the end of the day, there's two people in this world. You got winners. And you got losers. Not everybody's going to be a winner, just like not everybody's going to be a boss. People need to come to terms with this. You understand? When we started giving out participation trophies, like, yeah, you didn't win, but you know what? You played. You deserve a trophy. We fucking moved that shit forward. Yo, so according to social media, everybody's a boss, though. That be, uh, You got now. Now we're going to keep it. We're going to keep it a stack <laughs> on social media. A lot of capping also because a lot oh, of dudes really they oh yeah hell yeah a lot of these we talked about that we you don't you don't see the hard work you don't see the process you don't see the turmoil that people go through you don't see the loss a lot of people go through a lot of loss all you see is the wins and the gains mm -hmm. you don't see the lessons learned you don't, you don't you know see the I mean? unfiltered <laughs> right the perseverance you got to go through and the resilience you got to go through to keep you keep your head above water Nobody glamorizes the struggle no more. Mm, right. The struggle is not glamorized no more. Not understanding that the struggle is what made motherfuckers who they are. Even mm -hmm. some of the artists that they idolize. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it, it, if, if we go back to the music industry, to our day, you have motherfuckers like Wu-Tang who was selling their CDs out the trunk of their fucking car for $10. Mm -hmm. And what that did, they created one of the best rap groups Ever in history, it, create, it created a work ethic that all of them have. You know what I mean? To this day, yes, sir. The struggle is not glamorized no more. Nobody glamour. Everybody, everybody wants to go from the bottom to the top, the top. but nobody yep. wants to speak about the struggle in the middle. You know what I mean? So saying? maybe that's what we have to administer to our younger people: having a work ethic. Nothing worth having is not is, is something worth working for. You can't have anything. It's nothing worth. You have to work for something mm -hmm. if it's worth having it. You know what I'm saying? You have to put some work. You got to put some equity, some sweat equity in it, so you can appreciate why you're working hard. So when the reward comes, you say, you know what? I bust my ass for this. That's a fact. That's and then you make ownership to it because now I work for it. I made it. I'm owning this. I'm not going to allow nobody to take it from me. And if I decide to give it to someone, I'm going to give it to them with the same premise that, look, you work for this. I'm not just giving it to you. You're going to have to work for it. You know what I'm saying? And if you work for it, I'll hand it over. You know what I mean? But you know what's the other thing that this generation lacks? And, and I don't know if we got anything to do with this or the internet or whatever. When I was growing up, 
and even now as an adult. I, the same respect that I give to the CEO is the same respect I give to the janitor. That's a fact. That's a fact. You understand? Because e even though the CEO owns the company, that's his joint. He paying for everybody, but everybody that pulls up in their joint works their ass off. That's right. Mm -hmm. Might not be making anywhere near as much money as the CEO, but they wake up every day with the tenacity to go into work and mm -hmm. do what they have to do to pay their bills and put food on the table. What's up, man? That's what you call equality, man. You deal with everyone on the same equal That's player it. level. It's not like that no more. It's like, bro, like, you broke. I can't fuck with you. That's because, yo, that's because what we said about social media. You don't see the, the janitor on, on social media flexing, and everything online is about somebody being a boss. I don't know how people think that they're going to be a boss when they don't have the simple soft skills that it requires to even be an employee. Like, we had summer youth back in our days. Summer youth, you made a couple of dollars, yo, and it taught you the importance of, like, yo, you got to get up and be on time to work. $25 every And that shit was it. You'd buy your school clothes with that shit, and you lay your school clothes out with your shoes on the opposite side of the bed because you bought them shit, and you was about to get the first day of school. Kill the whole, that's right. Kill that's right. You pull up in your guest jeans, your harachi, and whatever <laughs> you was going to be rocking. But trust I love me, it. first day of school was fashion week. That whole first week was fashion week. Motherfuckers broke all they summer clothes for that first week of school. Yo, but that's just like y'all was saying about being a boss and a janitor. Problem with people is everybody talking about they can be a boss, but you, you don't even know how to be a boss. How can you, you be a boss even, if you, you don't know how to lead in your own life? You can't, yeah, how can you, you be a boss? You're not a boss. You're not a boss of your house. <laughs> no, you're not the boss of your house. You're not the boss of your because you know why in the day I tell people sometimes. You're not even a boss of yourself. Because mm -hmm. at any given time, the next man can take that your part. Life. That part right there, bro. Listen. That part right there. You don't even know how to conduct yourself, let alone conduct a team or any other body, any for anybody else. You don't even know how to manage yourself. We lost we lost key ideologies. And the and well, and 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 part about and, being the boss is right. You know what I'm people, saying? Like you said, the CEO of a, the CEO of a company is a great CEO. You, you you praise him. You say I'm I'm glad he's the CEO. But guess what? Without them dudes coming in doing that nine to five with that five to a twelve, ain't, ain't no, no CEO. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Ain't no company. <laughs> ain't no company. What, I guarantee you, ninety percent of the CEOs now can't even do the work of that janitor. Humility. That's a fact. Do it. Humility, people. We have we have a generation of people that don't know how to be humble. Everybody want to stun on them. Everybody, everybody want to fake it till they make it. Nobody want to be humble. You understand? Nobody sense of entitlement, man. To live a normal life, and this does go back to what you were speaking about. You know, regarding the internet, the internet made it too easy for motherfuckers to idolize lifestyles that a lot of people, in no actuality, not attainable living. Yeah. A lot of these motherfuckers that claim to be bosses not even good in their own hood. They can't go home. They can't visit. You understand? Real talk. No humility. There's That's no real humility. Rock. None at all. And then there's lack of respect. You know what I'm saying? Now, you don't have to respect the person because of whatever work they put in in the street, but respect the person that wakes up every day and goes to work and provides for his family. 
You understand? Respect the person that does everything that needs to be done to make sure that they can pay the bills. You know what I'm saying? Respect the person that does everything to the best of their abilities. Yeah, they not driving a Range Rover. They driving a Honda. Regardless of what, though, that Honda started up just like the Range Rover. Mm -hmm. That shit get them from point A to point B, just like the Range Rover. Yo. These motherfuckers that throw themselves in the debt for a fucking Mercedes Benz that got 130,000 miles on it. <laughs> getting a brand new the note is eight, The note is 800 a month. Yo, social media made jobs that are great jobs, like FedEx, UPS, MTA, uh, how you call it? A Post office. You know, and worker. Great then, jobs. This is what a truck bro, This country does not move without truck drivers, bro. Even that job isn't idolized. Not even understanding that without truck drivers, if, if the truck drivers, if every truck driver in the United States went on strike, Products come move. Not one product is to you. We won't be able to think. We won't get no food. We won't get no toiletry. We won't get no clothes, no shoes. None of the shit we buy for our home. None of that. That's right. The working class person no longer idolized. Now everybody wants to idolize these fake CEOs and these fake bosses that wear these fake chains and drive these rented vehicles. Mm -hmm. It's simple as that. This is the world that we're in right now. Everybody, let me not say everybody, because that's a blanket statement. There's a majority of the population that is faking mm -hmm. until they make it. Mm -hmm. Instead of taking the steps that they need to take for them to actually make it. Right. It's and the process. Respect the process, man. When you, you know, when you watch a lot of these videos of these dudes that now own record companies and this, that, and the third, and you listen to some of the shit that they went through, you're like, bro, why was you, why you're just now speaking about this? Why you're not putting out more, vi uh, more videos, more content about your struggle? Teach these kids about all the sleepless nights, you know what I'm saying, that it took for you to get to where you at. Talk to them about all them floors that you slept on when you had nowhere to go. Talk to them about that. Let's not talk about the money and the women. Let's talk about the struggle. Let's talk about everything that you experienced to get you to where you are so that these kids understand that they're just not going to wake up one day and drop some content for the world. They're going to become famous. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. You understand? Everything everything, and anything that is worth anything in this you to work for. You're going you got to work for it. I see. I think my man, my man Boot is in there, man. He's a coach, man. I would love to have him ahead, chime I'll, in because I drop out. I would love. All right, I go, bro. Yo, I thank you, bro, for your opinion, your bro. love, and your wisdom, man. For no real, problem, bro. I appreciate y'all having me on. No doubt. Absolutely. Big homie Boot, if you still there, man, I want you to chime in, man. I see you a coach. You coaching a lot of teams out here in championships, man. What, what I, I would like to know from your opinion, if you're still there, and he can chime in. What, what what is it that you do to get to these young guys, man, to make them to make them work hard and become uh, successful at at, at 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 basketball? And and I'm sure it's, it's not just basketball when you when you work with these young men. Did he chime in? What's his What's his uh, name? I said I'm an invite. Buddha. Buddha. You see Buddha on there? Buddha ten twenty seven. Yeah, ten twenty seven. Nah, he's not on. All right. He probably chimed in and out. He's a coach, man. He's been coaching for a while, and I know he deal with young brothers all the time. And knowing him, 
he got a voice on him, man. He'll he'll get in your ass if he fly, you ain't flying right, son. <laughs> man, I play I play ball with him, man. He's he's a vocal dude, but he's an honest dude, and he don't and he, he pulls his weight, and he don't he don't he don't shortcut for nobody, son. Well, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy, though. That's it's for real. You see people, big homie. <laughs> Yo, no, son. A big homie. <laughs> Ain't some young dude, son, who can't even tie his fucking shoes and put a belt on right. <laughs> but it's true. It's true. You see it all the time. Because it's just, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just the simple things. Not even saying like the big homie part, right? It's the simple things of you. When we grew up, you earned a nickname. Someone gave you a nickname. These days. Oh, whatever I put on my social media, that's my name. I can type whatever I want. That's what you gotta call me now. Huh? Why? Because you said I, so. why, right? Why? Why am so I calling you that? Nah, it's not happening. That's a fact. You earned you earned your name with if you came from the hood you grew up in, you earned it, man. Whether it was a funny name or it meant something, you earned it, B. Yo, so the la the last topic we have before we end, we just gonna talk about um Joe Biden. E, do you think Joe Biden's presidency so far has been underwhelming for people of color? <laughs> Take a deep breath, bro. <laughs> Take a deep breath, bro. <laughs> I, to be honest with you, I feel like Joe Biden was going to tell us what we wanted to hear. Right. That's my point. That was my point. He going he going to tell us what he, what we wanted to hear. He's going to do the bare minimum to keep him out the hot seat. And he gone. He ain't coming back. He know he's not getting the number four. So he's going to ride this out to the best of his ability and move on. Because <laughs> to be honest with you, when he pulled, because he pulled the race car when he brought, when he brought the, the black woman in with him, he knew he was good once he did that because we're going to run with it. They're going to be the closest to another black president we're going to get. Or oh, now we got a black female vice president. And see, to your point, homie, that's the power image. That's what it that was. That alone. That's the but, power image. But if You show that. If people would have went and did their research and see who he was bringing in. There you go. Yo. They changed their mind. Yo, but Trump was so disliked, pretty much almost anybody could have probably... <laughs> but but I, I'll go back to this point. You knew who Trump was. That's what I said. That's that, what I that, said. It's making me a believer of that even more. He's a snake. You knew he was a snake. I'll dance. I will dance with the devil any day because I know what the devil is. I know what I, I know. What's across the? I know what's across the ring. I know. I, I know what I got to do now. And, but and then he's telling you what he's going to do. But Biden, on the other hand, is a sheep in wolf's clothing. He gave he gave the promise of health care, justice reform, voters' rights, yo, climate change, and ain't do none of that. Yo, and he'll probably you know blame it on the pandemic. Yo, yo you know something? Yo, I'm going to say this, though. Actually, you did know who Biden was because Biden's been a career politician. So he, he'd been on record with his... Well, that, that's, that's true, too. Again, if he did the research, you're right. But it was again, it's such polarizing. Like, yo, people couldn't stand Donald Trump so much. You could have probably put Kermit the Frog against him, and Kermit the Frog would have got. Would have won. We'd have been in here. We'd have been in here liking Miss Piggy right now, yo, son. To me, to me, I just I think that what he he about he's what a year, a year and some change into his his presidency. And yeah. I, like, yo, the biggest disappointment to me is probably the stuff 
that's that hasn't been done around uh, the student loan forgiveness. You know that, and I think also that that George Floyd bill stuff and things that I expected that he would at least be able to come through on. Now, at one, point, justice at, at one point, at one point, he was saying that it's not possible for them to forgive all them student loans. But if you look at how money is be being spent during the pandemic and money going to Ukraine, bro, he said three hundred and fifty million to Ukraine, son. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's not a viable excuse at this point. Before, before Russia even threw us a, a fucking pebble, he threw three fifty million. Come on, sir. Look, I'm gonna tell you what the issue. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that is that the average American has no understanding how foreign policy works. Works. But the average American is gonna go to yo. You just giving money to these people when you could be giving the money here. So I don't know what, why he wouldn't try to do something internally for U.S. folks yeah. that's more of a grander scale before he did that, because the justification. For, for doing that now. He he gonna have to answer to why why you able to, to fund the war in Ukraine and Russia, but you aren't able to make these promises that Yeah, he want, he wanted Democrats to vote. He 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 made promises he couldn't keep. He told Democrats, I'm gonna give you the heaven and the earth. And then all of a sudden the pandemic hit. And I then mean, he, he wants came, everyone He came he came in when the when the pandemic was already underway and yo Every politician and it turned and it turned straight to that. It went straight to that, and I get it. We, we had to make sure everyone was safe. We had to make you know you had to keep everyone safe, keep everyone healthy. That was priority because a lot of lives were lost, and he he, he he may have a little wiggle room to make some things happen, but it's not looking like he's focusing on any of his promises, any of them. Mm. Does anybody, anybody in the chat, does anybody think that Joe Biden is doing a good job? Anybody in the chat? Yes. Yes, you think he's doing a good job? No, he's doing horrible. Thumbs up. Let me see what's going on. Yeah, I'd be interested in, in, in seeing if people think that he's doing a good job. You know, the other thing I think that he's up against also, a lot of the changes that Donald Trump made, Donald Trump made by way of executive orders. So Donald Trump was able to just sign executive orders to do all these things. And then we seen when Joe Biden got in the office, he just signed executive orders reversing all of the things that Donald Trump did. It's just always disheartening when you see like that that the Democrats have the Senate basically and he still they got the Senate. The they got the House, they got the White House, they got everything. Party to vote for for the policies that he put in place. So Janelle said nah he's not she gave him a thumbs down. Anybody else? What do you think? What's your thought process? How's he doing? I'm, people are bailing out. They don't want to ask. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I should tell you what people think of him. <laughs> you should know, right? He's out of here. It might have been the question not to ask. Man, listen, man. You know, Democrats and Republicans. I always say that the two wings of the same bird, two fangs of the same snake. You, 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 at least with Republicans, you know what you're getting. That that is for sure. Them conservatives, you know what you're getting, and you know what you're not getting. <laughs> but with, Demo with, with Democrats, it's always a promise. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. And the moment you get in office, it's some other shit. You go to Clinton. You go to Obama. And she go back to Carter. Yeah, that's that's because I think that also um, what happens is that conservatives don't rely on people of color's vote as much, so they don't have to make promises. But not for nothing. Republicans <laughs> believe on yo, you do the work. You do the work. 
You work for yourself. You earn your keep. You do the work, yo. Yo, yo, conservatives is like, we know we ain't getting, we know the African-American vote is probably going to vote for us at a clip of 5%, so ain't nothing we can say to win them over. Right. And ain't much of them going to fuck with us, right? Yeah, so it's like, for them, it's like, yo, we might as well just keep it real. They know how to rally their base. Yo, they know how to rally their base. No one said people don't want to answer that question because they probably feel, yo, they feel Biden is watching. Cut, yo, cut another check, and then and then people will feel better. About right, it. right. Send another stimulus. The, the numbers will go up in this month, yo. Yo, he, he sent the stimulus. He just sent it to the wrong people. <laughs> Three hundred and fifty billion, yo. Huh? Where did that money come? I mean, I know he printed, but Jesus, you said a lot of bread. You said where did it come from? Wait till wait till it come time for people to get their income tax refunds. Oh my God, man. Printing money like, you know, like it's Kinko's over here. Yo, so hopefully we can get to a point where he could actually do something or deliver on some of these promises. But in any event, I kind of, I, I believe that he's going to be a one-term president anyway, so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, his 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 ratings are dropping. You know, yeah. I mean, there, there were a lot of states that did the voters registration. They got a lot of people to vote that didn't vote. Georgia being one of those biggest states that Went from red to blue, from blood to crip. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And them people there, they're they're out there focused on what up, Bates? Yo, what's good, y'all? How you how what's you good? living, good brother? We good, man. Everything good with y'all? Yes, yeah. sir. Everything. I is noticed great, once y'all once y'all asked that political question, everybody bailed out. The, num man. the numbers, <laughs> the numbers left. I right? like, nah, we answered that. Nah, nah, bro. They watching. They, they watching, sir. I need yeah. my money. <laughs> yeah, like I said, they need another stimulus or something, man. <laughs> Yo, you know what the problem is, man? That political thing is 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 more is <sighs> see how everybody was acting with Trump. Mm -hmm. How they wanted him out of here so bad. And I remember when um when Biden became president, I was at work, they was making all the noise in the world. Right. All that noise stopped, bro. It's quiet. <laughs> Ain't it quiet? Very quiet. You don't hear no, nothing. I'm not, I'm gonna be honest, I'm not. I, I I'm not too political or whatever, but like everybody kicking themselves in the ass for what I see. Cause they, they was, all you gotta do you know, is be honest. If you see it, get yeah, shot. They weren't cheering for Biden. They were just cheering that Trump was out. So now that <laughs> and now you actually like yo, the dust is settled, and now I, I got to deal with this. You know, but you know what the good thing that came from this? I think as a result of the stuff with Trump, I will say Trump has made a lot of people a lot more politically informed because now people are doing more research around this stuff and really looking at things a lot closer. Never right. before have we had an election of this magnitude that garnered this much attention. So attention. hopefully That's a people fact. continue to stay politically informed and look at yeah. these, these things closely. So when the next election cycle roll around, people can vote their interest, whether it's a Republican or a Democrat, at least they'll be like, all right, I know I wanted Trump out. Cause that was, let's be real. That was just the objective. Get Trump out of yeah. office. Now, yeah, but not to cut you off, but it seemed like once they got him out of office, a lot of people regret that now. So, you know, what I mean, this is my thing too. Stop allowing people to control your narrative. Right. If it's something that you want to happen, you have to make it happen because yeah. you're allowing someone to make promises. They, yo, can you do this? Can you do that? Yeah, I got you. Don't worry. I got you. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> Call me tomorrow. And right, you'll be right. still waiting while, while in between that time, you could have made a phone call. You could have got, it could be the three of us got together, put money together, started something. 
Right. That's that's what I mean about controlling your narrative. You know what I mean? But if you were waiting for somebody to do something for you, then you'd be sitting at the bus stop all fucking day. All day. You're going to be waiting on that. And the bus ain't going to come, son. (laughs) Yo, yo. People people of color, people of color, we participate in in the political process. But do we honestly believe that politicians are going to have the ability to change our lives of that magnitude? I've never... I've never, I've never believed that. I've never believed that. Me neither. No. Some people do. I don't know why. But I, I never thought that way. But a lot of people. The only reason, the only reason why we participate is because our parents participated, our grandparents participated. I guarantee that's probably ninety five, ninety five percent why most of us are Democrats. We don't even know what the Democratic Party even started, because it's <laughs> really, really the Republican Party is what we need to be focused on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But here, I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not into it either, but to be honest with you. <laughs> Yo, but um I, I wanna tell y'all like everything y'all was talking about today, y'all, y'all hit it on the nose, man. Talking about the materialistic things and mm-hmm. and like what Master was saying earlier, like how he needed a kidney. You know what I'm saying? I think <sighs> that, I, that, I'm gonna be honest, man, when um that point I, I hit home, Bates. That point hit home. And I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not even gonna expose the brother because you and I both know this individual, but it, it made it just made me look at myself like, damn, son. Like, even even if I champion at anything, you're watching what I have. You're not watching the work I went through. Right. You're not watching, you know, any pain or, or, or distress I've been through. Mm-hmm. You looking at you looking at the cherry on top, like, damn, that cake and that icing look good. Nigga, I had to buy the eggs. I had right. to get the milk. You know what I'm I had to ask my neighbor for butter. It looked good. All of that, son. Oh, now that I have it, you're looking like, yo, you're lucky. I'm not lucky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no luck yeah. involved, man. It was prayer. It was support. It was people saying, yo, master, I got your back. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. All that played a part. So I had yeah. to say, you know what, bro? If that's the case, I'll give you the house. Give me your kidney, son. That's and, I'll buy, and I'll get a house again. Yeah. Right, right. Yo, ain't nothing like your health, man. When you ain't got your health, you ain't got nothing, man. We ain't got nothing. Yo, so, I, you know, like, not to be on too sentimental, but, you know, we all grew up with each other, and we, we all come from the trenches and or whatever. So, you know, right. when this was happening with Master. I cried, you know what I mean? Because I was like, you know, I, I, I couldn't think about, like, you know what I mean, like, losing the brother. Like, yo, this shit was serious. Yeah. yeah so one thing I, I don't like, one thing I don't like is like uh, it has to take for things like that to happen to go on Instagram. Then everybody's like, "Oh, my man, Master needs a kidney." I don't. I I I I appreciate the support, but I don't think it should have to be like that for people to come together. Thank you know you, what I'm saying? And that's one thing I don't like about the world. You know how you know everybody's too divided. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Like um. Just like now, this no ID podcast thing. I love it, right? Appreciate you. I don't think I don't think people are supporting it the way I don't think I don't think the podcast is where it should be mm-hmm. because of the lack of support of our peers, and I hate it. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. always takes it always takes for something to happen for people to be aware now. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I'm saying? When you I found out Master got, when I found out Master got the kidney, I Facetimed him. It just showed up there, bro. Yo, real talk. I started crying because yo, dude, like. We all been through some shit, man. Like we, we love each other. Yeah, love all day. But what I'm trying to say is, like, uh, 
yo, dog, I know how it feels. People don't know what you go through when it comes with health and it. Like Shannon, like nobody knows what you're going through. You understand? Everybody looks at y'all like, oh, they got the house, they got this. Like, you got to understand, man, for y'all to have a house, you know where we came from? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But these brothers, so anybody that has a family and a home, yo, that's the upgrade from where we came from. They counted us out, man. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? Know what? So you, know what? you know what, Norm? It's just an example for anybody to, 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 to believe they can have it too. That too. That's a fact. Right. It's not for me to gloat and show, yo, I'm, I'm live. Nah, son. If I got it and we came from the same spot, there's no reason why you can't have it the same way, bro. That's a fact, bro. That's a fact. That's why I'm just an example. That's all I am is an example. Exactly. I look at it as motivation. So that's why right. every time I get a chance, I try to, I try to reach out to y'all and show y'all love, man, because like, y'all don't get it. Y'all don't understand how big this is with this no ID. You're like, they caught me by surprise when y'all first did it, but I loved it, man. And it, I, I see it evolving, but I, I, I'm serious, man. When it comes to the love, man, there's a lack of support out here, man. And I fucking hate it, bro. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. Now, you know, like, no no ID podcast. We got this person. And the guests started getting bigger and bigger. Now everybody <laughs> want to pay attention. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, well, you we know, have, that's why I like, love Bates, yo. Bates you from the hip, yo, baby. Yo, but, yo, let me, you know what? You know what? My, my feeling around it is like, yo, I'm... I, Everything that I've ever been involved with in life, like there are people that's going to be in the trenches and go through it with me, you know, mm -hmm. and, and reap the rewards at the end. And then there's yeah. other people that they they not down for the process. There's some people that's the, they like, yo, I'll see you when you get to the other side or I'll attach myself to it when it gets to the other side. Like, I don't mind mm -hmm. the grind. Like, I like honestly, I like the grind because I love the process. Yeah, the process is the best part. Yeah, when you look back at where you came from, like, yo, this when me and Rob doing started in my basement. Yo, just sit us us cracking the mic and drink and honestly dr having drinks and having conversation to now look at the people that we we talk to, you know, right. who are looking mm -hmm. like oh yo how'd you I get people all the time like yo how'd you get this dude on oh yo you think you could get this dude to come on my platform and this that or whatever and you know and that's and, the crazy thing true. people think we got it not to cut y'all off though you yeah. said what you just said Shannon how you said yo it started in my basement mm -hmm. people don't look at that. They're not looking at where the grind started from. And that's 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 the point that I'm making. And you see how now y'all got the guests now. Oh, this is real. Yo, Shannon, yo, how can I get him? Now you want to know. <laughs> and, this, and this is what I'm saying. That's why I'd rather people not like me for me being a realist. Everybody knows me. I show love. But we let's keep it real, man. Let's keep all it of up, us please, the empire with all the people we done grew up with, if we had the support that we all should have got, mm -hmm. we all built the we all be me and so everybody's so divided. It had to yeah. take for y'all two to be like, yo, let's put our heads together, let's do it. Because yeah. if, if y'all would if y'all would have waited for somebody's approval, you wouldn't have never got it. No, mm -hmm. sir. They would have been like, no, nah, I don't think it's not a good idea. But now <laughs> well, we got this person. We got we got Smith and Wesson this week. We have legendary producer. Now everybody wanna tune in. I get it. <laughs> but bro, yo, support from the beginning. I did that yeah. shit from the beginning. Like, perfect example, let me just make one point. A year ago, I came out with a song with my man Frank Cook. Shout out to Frank Cook. It was called On the Sidewalk Part 2. Yep. Right. Featuring Corey Guns and Coogee Rap. Mm -hmm. right. right. Shout out to my hood, because my hood showed me love on Instagram or whatever. The first thing I got was, who the fuck is that nigga at the end, and why is he after Coogee Rap? Right? No problem. 
I've done seen videos with people like, who is this nigga? Why is he here? Mm. You don't understand that Sidewalk is called part two, so that means there's a part one with right. me and Frank Cook, right? Right, right. Talk so, about it. No, and this is what I'm saying, because there's a lack of support out here. So Sidewalk part one, we did a Sidewalk part two. They reached out. We, You know, shout out to Corey Guns. They reached out. He got on. And we got Coogee Rap through a friend of a friend. And Coogee Rap told me, yo, bitch, you fire. Mm. And I'm like, wow. That's you know what I'm saying? I'm like, people don't know that yeah. at the video shoot. What the Coogee Rap was getting. Right. Yo, Bates, you supposed to go last. I didn't go last to disrespect you. Yeah. Everybody's like, yo, Bates, you should go last. But what I'm trying to say is, like, they don't know me. There's people in the industry that said, yo, that last kid, I don't like him. You know why? Because they don't know me. Yeah. Right. And then, like, who is he to go after Coogee Rap? Bro, I'm knowing Bates. Nice to meet right. you. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but then yo. when you talk like that, but then I'm, I'm, I got people that's close to me like, yo, you killed that, that shit. Yeah. That's right. I never, I never, I never do things to be in competition with anybody. Mm -hmm. Shannon, you know, and we, the, the, the rapping back in the day with the embassy and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I never, ever in my life competed with anyone. I never changed my verse. I never said, "Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fuck him up." No, I never. <laughs> I always said, "When you hear me, you're gonna remember yeah. him." Yeah, yeah. So. Yo, you you make a good you make a you make a good point though because i try i try to i try to like especially like all the people that i grew up with i try to support like whatever venture they got um janelle is on here not not nell's rob wife but janelle she got a podcast we went to school together so you know i try to tune into that we had a friend that he started a sweatshirt company so i made sure i bought a sweatshirt i know when um i don't know if you remember you had a you did a project and i had messaged you and I was like, yo, I want to buy your project. But I I don't know if you remember what I asked you. I yes, no, like, no, I remember. I, I totally remember. And, which and, one do you get the money from? Which one do you get more money from me purchasing through or whatever? Like, because I do, I agree with you. I think it's important that, yo, we got to support each other. Yeah, yeah and you did that. And you, you messaged me and, um, you know, we was working on whatever. But that's what I'm talking about. That's yeah. why, I like, with, with, I show love to everybody. I know I did podcast. What did I tell y'all? Send me a shirt. I need a shirt. Mm -hmm. I got that shirt in the mail. I put it on. I gave my daughter my phone. Like, take the picture. Yeah. yeah. It's not for clout. This is love over here. Now, Support, if, man. Show, if everybody's inspiration. Love, we'll be all right. Yeah. Everybody's separated. Right. They look at y'all two, Master. They look at Mr. Rob and Shannon. They want to compete against it. Isn't, you're not going to win like that. Now everybody got a podcast now. I'm not, no, no, and don't get me wrong. I'm not downing anybody. Shout out yeah. to anybody doing what they do. Y'all yeah. made people believers. Yeah. See that? How Yo, many times, no. how many people you think looked at No ID podcast like the fuck out of here and whatever? Yeah. And then nah, every nah. week you hear the music and this who we interview, and you like, oh, hold on. Oh. <laughs> Yo, now y'all paying attention? Come Yo, on, and man. Monday, and Monday we got Granddaddy IU too. <laughs> what? Like, come on, man. <laughs> What, what are we doing here? Like, yeah. so, you, know what what? And you know what? It, and you know what it is, Bates. It was nothing hard. It's nothing hard. What we do is we go on people's DM and just ask me, "Yo, you mind? Do you have an hour? Can we interview for an hour?" And not for nothing. Ninety-nine to ninety-five to ninety-nine percent of the people say yes. I got an hour for you, and that hour turned to an hour and a half, right. turned to two so, hours. Yo, 
Here we are now. I'm on here two hours. You know what? Right, but you that's but that's love right there because you know what that come from though? That come from honestly from our reputation because people go back and watch the footage and see who we talking to. Exactly. Look and they want to stay like yo. Before I sign on to do this, I wanna I wanna actually see who I'm. Let me see what they about and that and that's what I'm saying. Like, how many people done reached out to the same people? Y'all they gonna look at them like hell no, not no. Y'all going on people reaching out to them. You know why? Because it's love. But second of all, they see what y'all doing. They believe in it. Yeah. That's a fact. You understand? And y'all not getting no clubs, man. How many times I done seen, yo, how they get, oh, that, I got to tune into that. Yeah. They, oh, we, we interviewing this one. I'm like, yo, that's love. I, I had to, sorry, I, I had to leave, but I haven't had to get back on and show y'all reality. I, this is not Instagram. I got to take out the garbage. <laughs> see, see that's the process. That's the process, bro. That's the process. People need to see that, son. Nah, but yo, no, we are, our, our catalog for us to still be considered fairly new. Like, yo, we some of the people we've had conversations with over these last two years is like, yo, you know, how you call it? Like, you, you got, you got to give us a little bit of credit. Like, even if you don't like the platform, you got to be saying like. Yo, Hashanah and Rob pull these people. They get these. That's people a back fact. That's a fact. Oh, and so. and I didn't, I never I never looked at it like that. Every every week, I would look like wow, and it's getting bigger. Like okay, oh all right, they're not playing. And you know what? what? Y'all y'all making people believe it. It shouldn't be like that. You should get support from day one, not when you start interviewing people. That you know what I'm saying? Because y'all interviewed a lot of people. Well, but you know what, two base. Truthfully, you know where a lot most uh, most of our support come from. Honestly, the people that we actually interview, like a lot mm -hmm. of the people that we interview, hit us afterwards and be like, "Yo, I like what you're doing. Yo, I want to support right. you. Oh, I'm gonna make sure I share the video. Like, we got dudes like like OC, OC watching. Baby Paul, after we interviewed Paul, he was like, "Yo, I want to help y'all promote the podcast. You know, a lot of a lot of um people's PR people contact." Right. That's love, bro. But this is what I'm trying to say. Not to cut you off. I'm saying like they believe in that. They believe in it. And it shouldn't have to take people from the outside to believe in it, bro. You but also, saying? but also, it's also the grassroots. Because not everybody is a celebrity. Yeah. There's people that just that's everyday working people, entrepreneurs. We've we've interviewed farmers, we've interviewed elders, we've interviewed police officers we've interviewed every every all walks of life and that was really our mission let's start to highlight the people who don't get highlighted who don't get that opportunity for their little shine or whatever product that they selling whatever it is like even when we did the listening party for for, for rice and pat yeah that was big yo yeah. And then have everybody chime in and give a listen to what they're doing, whether it helped them or not. It was just a matter of, yo, son, Don't give love. somebody, a, just give somebody a lane yeah. to do what they do. You know what I'm saying? That was it, bro. And, that's, and look at what we have today. You gotta even do that, man. That's a lot of love. Yeah, there, absolutely, people, man. There's people that see them on No ID podcast, and then some people pay attention. Yeah. Now they want to see them. They didn't know them. Some people don't know them. You know what I'm saying? We, we listen. Long story short, man. Long story short, I ain't gonna lie. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm real happy for y'all, man. I told y'all that all the time, man. Thank you, brother. Now, yo, just continue to do that, man. You know, you got my support, man. Cause this, this is, this is big, man. I love. I, I told y'all from day one, I love what's going on. But it's, it's gonna, it's gonna continue to evolve, man. But I just wish Absolutely. that people get the support they deserve. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just saying, just show support, man, and everybody will be alright, man. It shouldn't.
Y'all made people believers. Now y'all interviewing people. Now people want to tune in. I'm like, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Come on, son. Like, I'm not even not like me for being a realist, man. I show love to everybody. But come on, man. I'm pretty sure when people see No ID podcast, they like, Sean and Bob, let's fuck, let's get the fuck out of here. How do, how do these niggas get together? Exactly. Instead of, instead of, because even with me, I, I didn't know. But what did I do? First thing I did was show love. Like, oh, that's what y'all doing? All right. Yeah. I'm tuning in. Come on, man. People are too separated. People people hate too much. The hate will never stop. And that's one thing is that the hate is just at an all-time high, bro. Like yeah. I just told you about Sidewalk. You know that's what I'm saying? Right. Y'all hating on me, but when the legend of Cool G Rap, I told Cool G Rap, I never got to do a song ever again. I could run nope. with that. Like, I did a song with Cool G Rap. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's right. Right? That's and Cool G that's Rap right. came to me like, yo, bitch, you fire. I said, wow. On some real goofy shit, like what? Put the, yo, you put put the pin down, yo. I'm retiring on that. That's it. Drop the I'm about to throw the mic down. Like, come on, son. But like, the problem is, people want to hate. You know what I'm saying? And I, so the, like I said, hate, people, 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 people hate, 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 bro. People like hate, don't bro. want to hear Kooji rap no more. Who the fuck told you that? Let them hate, son. Let them hate. I'm pretty son. sure Kooji rap called some of these niggas right now. Like, I want to do a track. You want to jump on that? Yo, you know don't, what it is too, though. Exter externally. The people that support you externally, they don't see themselves as being in direct competition with you. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so it's easy. It's easier for some people who don't know you to be supportive. Like, baby Paul, he's like, I'm not in direct competition with them. I like what they're doing. So I'm going to promote them. Right. You know, like, and some people sadly feel like they, they're in direct competition. For what reason? I don't know. You know, like, for me, only thing me and Rob could do is just to continue to be focused, you know, with the mission forward like like mm -hmm. rob said our motto is one dope conversation at a time whether we talk to like whether we talking to a, a, a regular joe schmo rather wh whether we talking amongst each other whatever it is just making sure that we have conversations and bring content to our platform and I'm sure. happy to say also that a lot of the stuff that we've done the audience that we have we you know we got organically that people tune in and watch you know we ain't on the internet beefing with nobody Right. We ain't throwing no dirt. We ain't talking about who slept with who. Right. We ain't talking about who smacked who. We ain't doing none of that shit around here, son. Just organic conversations. That's man. it, man. And and this and no IDs give people a breath of fresh air, man. Yeah. So when like y'all talk about real issues, like I was hitting things on the nose, man. Things that people need to hear. This is real yeah. stuff right here. Politics, health materialistic things and shit like that. Yeah. Raising your kids, social media, just being learn learning to 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 respect the process, man. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You yeah. gotta work hard for any anything worth having is worth working for. Right. Yeah. That's a, that is a major so, fact, my brother. So and when I, we crack the mic, when when we crack the mic and people get to see MC Shan sitting on his porch <laughs> disciplining his kids. Facts. Facts. <laughs> or, or we, that was a point. I was funny right there. You know, yeah, I, I I watched that. Or we crack, or we crack the mic, and we listen to Pudgy the Fat Bastard tell us about how Think Big came together. You know, wow. or we listening to, uh, um, how you call it, uh, Baby Paul, talk us about how he he got patted down and frisked when he went to do Destroy and Rebuild with Nas. Like, yo, these are these are stories. Wow. That, that I didn't, or, or, or even or even the dude that built B Perks. How he had to escape from the Congo because his family was in danger in Africa, just to come to America, become ex an exchange student, and he built an internet, an internet process. That 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 those stories will go on in infamy. 
know what I'm saying? Because like I said, it wasn't just the people that we know. It was also people of all walks of life that we had an opportunity to speak to so they can tell their story. Kixie Jixie. There's so many people. What's his name? Mohabad. Whatever his name was. You know what I'm saying? Who created genius. I mean, these guys are just regular people of all walks of life. Yeah, man. And they got a story to tell, too. Right. And y'all giving them that platform. And that's what's important. Y'all giving these people these platforms, man. That's it. Yeah. They can't. No ID is already a household name. Yo. Tell your story. You could, yo, you could come on and you ain't got to worry about us digging into your gossip. The team. Right. <laughs> you don't want no, right. you don't want no, none of your dirt, son. Yeah, son. It's like, you know, that gets tiring after a while, man. I'm tired of hearing about Will Smith smacking Chris Rock and shit like that, man. There's, <laughs> yeah. mad, there's important things going on out here, man. People out That's here right. losing their lives. People, you know what I'm saying? We strategically stayed away from that as a topic. And I think that was smart. I think that was smart. Y'all, y'all taking it back to the essence of real interviews, you know what I'm saying? Like, when we grew up, we, it was, it was, it was, it was interviews, man, real interviews, <laughs> Rap City and, and all that stuff, like, <laughs> yeah, y'all taking lot. it back to the, to the essence, and I love it, man, like, come on, man, y'all ain't talking about no drama, y'all, look what you said, Pudgy the Fat Bastard, like, who would ever think about, you know what I'm saying? But then these stories is like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. They, regular, pe- they regular people like us, man. what I'm saying. They That's regular what people, which I had, like, one day y'all have Cuban Link on there, mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. See, but the, the you, you, look at the difference. Cuban Link, right? Every time Cuban Link gets interviewed, what is he they talking talk, about? They talk to him about Fat Joe. That's so all what, they talk what, what was about. the what was the first thing I said when we have Cuban Link? Don't talk about Fat Joe. Sorry. Exactly my point because I watched that. You, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's like they and and I'm gonna be honest, like because I don't get into none of that. Well, Cuban Link was supposed to be that guy, mm-hmm. right? He still, he still like that guy. Nah, that's my no, 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 no. Yeah. And I don't mean it like that. With no disrespect, shout out to Cuban Link. What I'm saying is like the Cuban Link from the Terror Squad, mm-hmm. the right. pretty boy Cuban nigga that was right. next to Pony, right? Right. And I, I don't want to get too much into that, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, whatever. But Cuban Link was going to be that guy, man. The pretty boy that knows how to rap next to Pony. That's and right. And what's so nice, what I'm saying is, like, is nice. for the last 20 years, when you see Cuban Link, they look at him like he's the miserable nigga now. Yo, so I'm talking about Fat Joe. So that's what I'm saying. When he got with Charles, it was a genuine fucking interview. Let's talk. And that's yeah. why No ID's podcast is standing out from everything else. Because yeah. when, when you, you interview Cuban Link, Cuban, how you doing? How you get started? So tell, tell us about the incident with Fat Joe. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Like, yeah. So what I'm trying to say is like, I don't get into that because I don't know them personally and I don't know what happened. But I'm saying if you slice a motherfucker, excuse my language, if, if you got sliced or whatever the case may be, yo, bro, you're going to talk about that shit forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You understand? So like when they know when they ask him that question, he's like, you know what I'm saying? But see, bro, that. That's our motto. Not to talk about people's personal business. Right. Talk about talk about them. Ask them questions that no people wouldn't normally ask them. How was it growing up as a kid? How do you right. feel about parenting now that you're a parent? Yes. You know what I'm saying? But you see how he was when y'all interviewed him. 
It yeah. was a genuine interview. You seen he had a smile on his face, talking about how he came from Cuba. He's talking. Oh, last, huh? We're yeah. gonna talk real stuff now, yo. How was it? What what happened when you first started rapping when you came to the Bronx? Talking about it, yo, what with pun I met pun. Uh, uh. You know what I'm saying? Because if you yeah. want to sit there and be like, yo, tell us about that incident. He got that shit on his face that he gotta wear for life. Now so you want somebody to relive that. Life. You don't want nobody to relive yeah. that shit. Man. Not, right. So that's what I'm saying. Like people are saying. Cuba Link is a bitter dude now. All he want to do is talk about Fat Joe. And I, I stay away from it, but it's like, when he got on y'all podcast, y'all was talking regular. And the, the interview was long. He was talking. You look like a little kid again. Yeah. I mean, you know that's just how you call it. That's, that's, you know, that's my bro. I grew up with him. Right. But, you know, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You, you, you gave him that platform. Like, yo, come on in. Let's have a talk. Yo, Elijah, Elijah said, before you get off, son, you gotta speak six. You gotta spit sixteen, my nigga. <laughs> you gotta spit sixteen. Somebody okay, want that sixteen, son. Right, hold on. You know what I'm gonna do? Since um, before I let y'all go, sorry, talking holding y'all head, man. But it's How a pleasure. So, so since I got so much hate, I'm gonna spit my verse for Sidewalk Part Two. Get that if off. Get yeah. that off. I ain't a killer, but don't push me. Rest in peace, that's what Pop said. I hit him up with some hot lead. Keep fronting, you'll get shot dead. I put that flame to your dome, now you really be a hothead. Don't make me put your brains on the sidewalk. Let's have a conversation, I'ma let that nine talk. Since you wanna be all slick with the mouth, how about I rip the side of your face since you really wanna side talk? Hit him with a deuce, deuce. Two shots, doop, doop. Have your brains on the floor, that should be looking like couscous. <laughs> I told you I was cuckoo, woohoo. Blow your candles out like happy birthday to you. Cause <laughs> conflict, it'll get crucial. I don't need a gun. I put paws on them. I'm close, close. Yo, yo, you want to know what? This is why I love Bates. That's Bates. That's Bates from the heart, my nigga. Because even when he's regular, that's him, son. <laughs> so, I mean, what do you want me to do? Be yourself. That's it. <laughs> I told you I was cool, cool, woo-hoo. Blow your candles out like happy birthday to you. Cause conflict, it'll get crucial. I don't need a gun, I put paws on them, I'm blues, clues. That's where the Corey, I'm out of my llama beans. Say the word, I split that llama, bing, let that llama ring. Them shots mm. so loud, they be like, coño. I have the scene looking real like it also. Y'all niggas is bozos, toto. Rest in peace to Kobe. Pull out them two fours, hit them with ultra. I'm done. There you go. There you go. Yo, that video was fire too. Appreciate the video, it. The video's fire too. I like well, I, I, spit that, I appreciate it, but I spit that verse because the people told me I'm so trash. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing you don't say about me, man. I've been yeah, doing yeah, this yeah. too long. <laughs> when I don't listen, fuck with when Big Stuff. When he was at the video shoot, they said, Who the fuck is he? He's that. <laughs> he said, That's why you went last, yo. And you and, and, and you had you had a legend, you had a legend co-sign you too, B. Come on, bro. And I didn't even spit the whole verse, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just, you know, this is this is easy work, man. This is something I love to do. What you working with? What you working on now, base? Um, everything been on hold, but listen, I got five, six, seven joints that I just gotta knock out in the studio and I'm gonna shoot video for everything. Like uh, Shalom asked me before, yo, base album. I said, you know what? I'm gonna do it different. I'm not doing no album. I'm just going to hear everybody with singles. Why not? Yeah. Right. So everything I do, you know, I'm going to just put it out. 
So keep us posted, yeah, son. That's what I have to say. You got to holler. Oh, that, no, everything, everything, you know, this pandemic shit, man, everything was on hold. We got, right. like, like I was saying, there's real issues going on. There's family. There's a lot of issues right. going on, man. So, you know, I'm being a father. You know that's what I'm right. saying? Yeah. Being a and great father, too, yo. Too, You're being a, a great father, yo. Thank you, bro. My daughter's yeah. going on 16 next week, man. Woo. And she, she's a motivation to me, man. Mm -hmm. It's like, Dad, you, yeah, you got it. You got it, that's son. That's the other like when people yeah, hate on me, best, I tell them. Two best co-signs in the world, your daughter and Kooji Rap. You can't ask Come on, me. son. You don't need nothing else, yo. Come on, son. My daughter alone, man. But like Kooji yeah. Rap was like, because, you know, he, my, my man Frank Cook was the one that went first. They got connected. He he was telling Frank Cook he was fire. Frank Cook hit me like, yo, guess who I just spoke to on the phone? Kooji Rap. I was like, word? It's like, he want... Cause you know you had to get clearance and all that. Cause you know the music business. That nigga said, "Y'all want to drop 16. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. I guess. <laughs> Come on, man. The niggas be hating because it's like, oh, I heard, I heard niggas in some certain niggas. I ain't gonna say their names. Nobody, nobody trying to hit Coogee rap no more. Come on, what? That's a dummy. That's the shit you can't listen. That's the shit you can't listen to. Come on, bro. Man. I did a song with Coogee Rap where we're in a video and he's right there, man. Look where we come from. Yeah, I came from Boston Road, man. I came yeah, from a nasty, a nasty, whatever you want to call that. Mm -hmm. You called it the jungle, master. When they used to look in Hillside, they like, yo, we're not coming in here. Yo, talk about it, son. Why did they wait to discredit you so much that discredit Coogee Rap? Huh? Say that again. Said, people will go out of the way to, to try to discredit you so much that they willing to discredit Coogee Rap. Yo, Come on, man. Nobody want to listen to Coogee Rap no more. And it goes, it goes from what I'm telling y'all. It's, it's hate before love, man. Yeah. And and there's people, and I'm going to be honest, because I know people, you know, shout out to my man, Naj the Official, one of, one of the best directors. He even shot that video. He's shooting videos for everybody. But he told me, yo, Bates, blah, 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 say he don't like your verse. Kind of, kind of hurt. Why would, one... why would you tell me that? I think you don't like me even since you were laying that message, nigga. I mean, nah, that, that, that's... <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, so I I, I want to say something. So I want to um. So sidewalk part two, we was it was supposed to be worked out with Lil Fame. Okay, remember he was gonna you know I wanted to get on it, and then um, so I guess Lil Fame, you know, we pick. I mean. I would pick Coogee Rap, you know what I'm saying? Because he's on the hook and whatever. And, I, you know, I when I found out he didn't like my verse, that's only one time, one time where I kind of felt it a little bit. I was like, damn, man. Dude, those are my niggas. But, yo, Ooh, this is the game. Low, low Fame didn't like your low verse? Fame, low Fame was like, y'all like your man verse. Oh. But not knowing this is my song, my brother. I'm not featured. This is my song. This is you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's the only time where I was like, because everybody, I was getting hate, but it don't hurt me, bro. Nah, it when should I heard make the you fame, I'm not going to lie. When I heard about Lil Fame, it just, right here, just a little bit. Boom. Uh, but yo, you know, you know something, though? Respect is honesty. Respect absolutely. MOP MOP is one of the best groups of all time. Because, mm -hmm. I'm, yo, I'll be real with you. Like, yo, if he spit a verse that I didn't think was good. I would I would expect him to be able to accept it. I'd be like, nah, that ain't your best work. Why that shit like was whack, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's, that's subjective. That's subjective so too. You like, gotta understand what we're saying too, because it's like this nigga at the end, some Spanish nigga. Who the fuck is this nigga? So they already hating on me. They don't know me. 
Right. So I already like, yo, he's too animated. I'm like, look, man, I respect y'all. I, no, listen, I'm too animated. I, you know, look, <laughs> a bunch of he say, she say going on. Yeah. Shout out to everybody. Shout out That's to everybody. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a rap fanatic. I, I love making music, man. I'm not like these other niggas on Fordham Road and 42nd Street. Like, yo, it's my mixtape. <laughs> I don't do that. I, like, like we were saying, we got jobs. I work yeah, a lot of take care of my daughter. We got a roof over our head. I live real life, man. I don't live out here like, yo, I want to be a rapper. I'm very talented, bro. Like, you can hate on me all you want. Like, I got, I, I got it. And you that's the attitude. That's the attitude you keep, bro. Yeah, You've always man. had the attitude, son. Always, I bro. Tried, bro. We had to go through a lot of pain and hurt, man. I've been, I've been through a lot of pain and hurt to get to where I'm at. Do I want to relive it? Absolutely not, man. Yeah, bro. We go through real shit, man. I got that's my daughter fun. to this day. My daughter's going on 16. And she still cries at night for her mom. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yo, don't worry. When we get little fame on the podcast, I'll ask him. Nah, he probably don't remember that. But uh, nah, nah, nah. nah. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, Listen, first of all, um, shout out, shout out to Lil Fame, Billy Dance. MOP is one of the best groups that ever lived, man. It's just he say, she say. He probably didn't even say that, man. See what I'm saying, man? Yeah, that's true. I see. I see. I see. We got B Roll to check. I see my man G Ira, Elijah. Yeah, I'm with y'all niggas, man. Let's call y'all crews right here. I'm saying when bass come on, man, people tune in, man. Uh, <laughs> yo, 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 you laughing? I'm dead serious. We get them on. I'm gonna ask them. Be like, yo, that was a song. Nah, man, please don't do that. Nah, 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 nah. Listen, at the end of the day, I know we was gonna set it up where I guess Low Fame told my man like, yo, you know that that's fire. I mean, it ain't, I I don't I don't know the logistics, man, but we got Coogee rap on there, and that's all that matters. And we got that's Corey all that matters. And, and, you know, like, shout out to them. Shout out to Corey Guns, man. Um, and it's a great song. And it's a great thank you. song. That's all that thank matters. You. And then you think about it. Sidewalk ain't nothing to what people got, man. Like, right. This is easy. And not, not, just, to, not, not to sound cocky at all. No, nah, it, 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 comes, it, comes, it comes across that you put, you put your hard work into it, man. And you, yeah. when, when you say it's easy, it's because you've worked for it to be easy. Right. That's it. So that, that comes with practice, yo. Just like so, that shot. How many times you shot that shot before it was water, my nigga? Oh yeah, a lot yeah. of shots, yo. A lot, a lot of bricks. Of, you know what I'm saying? Before it was like, bricks, oh, bro. that's what. That's what I gotta do. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I'm Come glad on, you son. said that. I'm glad you said that. See, they wasn't respecting the jugs until we started winning some championships. So you said, all, right. <laughs> all right, chill out. You know what I'm saying? So as I'm saying, they wasn't with us shooting in the gym, man. We was in the park. Nah, that was, son. Yo, that was yeah. our therapy. That was our therapy, B. Yo, we we out there from Saturday, Saturday, nine, ten o'clock in the morning. We playing ball till it's dark. Till it's dark. And then now you think about it, bro. That was our therapy. Yes, sir. Imagine what everybody on that court was going through that we didn't know about, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Playing playing ball. And playing even ball Shana, Shana, focus, man. Shana was playing the AIA. Yes, I know. That, let me tell you something. That motherfucker has some hops, man. He always talked I, about when he dunked on rice. Yo, and that's a fact. Yo, look. Look, look, look. I didn't your rice. Your rice, I'm sorry, bro. Right, right, right. Listen, listen. Shannon became family. Because we, you know, rice... Rice um, built the embassy together. It was a, it was a crew, and it was all it was me, Shannon. It was, it was a couple of us. Yeah. Right. When I first met Shannon, man, mm, that's it. That fucking dunk, man. <laughs> that motherfucker had some springs. He caught that shit off the rim. I was like, 
But it wasn't on me. It was on Rice, though. He caught it on Rice's neck. Rice, Rice nah, had never Rice, lived that Rice, down, Rice, son. Rice denied it. Rice denied it. Rice denied, Rice denied, Rice denied it. it to this day, know, son. I don't know if it was on Rice, but let me tell you something. He caught that shit. I ain't even going to lie, man, because Janon family, so we could talk about it now. At the time, I would have denied that shit. I was tight the motherfucker. I was mad for 10 years. And remember when Shannon kicked around? He was like, oh, that's the nigga from AIA that dunked on you, nigga. <laughs> now you put him on the team. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, son. But then you see what I'm saying too, like how y'all got this podcast. Y'all don't know, like Shannon was making music too. Yeah, that's you, you see what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. this is this was a long grind, bro. Yeah, a long grind, man. You know what's crazy? When I met Shannon, our daughters were going to prom, and just out of communication because he went to Truman with my wife, and we just got to talk. He was like, "Hold on, you know Rice." I'm like, I raised rice. I raised Norm. I raised, I raised no, those are my brothers right there. Like, are you serious? Yes, and man. right from there, it just meshed, my nigga. Yeah. yeah Shannon's been very solid, yo. Like, he's a solid Absolutely. brother. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I met Shannon through rice or whatever. Shannon always been a solid brother, man. Always been about his family. His, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we could do this forever. And And what I'm saying is like, on on some like where I'm from, Master is just like right here for me, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like it's something about Master that, dude. I remember when Master moved to Mount. Every time Master came back up, it was just a vibe. Every time he like Master's just yeah. one of those dudes that um. You know, you know. Let me tell you what it was. Y'all were the guys that were like me. We lived in the neighborhood. But we didn't want to touch the, none of the dirty shit. We didn't want to fuck with the drugs. We drank. We might have smoked. But we didn't want to touch the dumb shit. We stayed. We played ball. We stayed out the way. And and that was it, man. We stayed humble. We stayed respectful. And yeah. ball, ball, basketball kept us out of trouble, son. Absolutely. You know I'm, I'm going to say one more basketball story, man. I remember... Um, I See, I'm, 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 I'm old now, man. I'm going on 42 years old. We can talk about this shit now. So I remember, man, there was one game in the park, man. I'm on a fast break. I do my little slapping because, yo, bro, let me tell you something. I'll never forget this, man. I, if I had a gun, I would have shot master that day. Bro. <laughs> so I'm on, I'm on the break. I'm about to do my little pretty two-handed smack. This nigga master boarded the fuck out of me, man. Yo, bro, let me tell you something. That's the, let me tell you something. I'm going to be honest, bro. That's the first day I think I would have scrapped with Master, yo, because I would never scrap with Master. Yo, but the nigga bought, see, I was trying to be cute. I thought I was by myself. And my teammates is fucked up because they didn't even say, watch your back. I guess they wanted to be boarded up. No, I go up to do my little two-hand. Yo, this nigga Master boarded my shit and held the ball. I said, niggas ain't shit, bro. Listen, man. Yeah, but um, listen, that was man. Part of, that was part. That was part of growing up. That was part yeah, of rites of passage, man. Just, yeah, just man. remember, rest in peace. Jib did that to me every time I went up, bro. No, yeah. rest in peace, to Jib. Jib was Jib was the first coach in the hood, man. UDC and all that, man. You know what I'm saying? Talk about this shit. We can talk about this forever, man. We can we talk can about this forever. Night. Yeah, I'm gonna let, let y'all go, but Norm, thanks for pulling up, bro. I appreciate. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, bro. Keep doing your thing, man. Love y'all, man. Um. And I'm remember, yo, you, you got a platform here too, bro, when things yeah, start to working, bro. I appreciate it. Something, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully soon, man. I don't want to say nothing, but, you know, like, but hopefully the way things are looking, I got five joints. 
like a solid five joints that I just gotta go to the studio and knock out. Like and y'all gonna y'all love it, man. Trust me. Y'all love it. But All before right. y'all go, man, shout out to everybody on the chat. Links from the hood, uh Ira, Elijah, uh, you got you got oh G, you got Shalon on here. You got Shalon, you got Shalon in here. G man. <laughs> y'all remember, hold on. G Shalon Shalon was called G Man, remember? He was a singer, right? So he was down with Chubb Rock. I'll never forget this shit. He was down with Chubb Rock, right? And this is when the Keenan Ivory Wayne show was at a late night. <laughs> and this nigga Gary went crazy on there. He's like, nah, 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 nah. niggas in the crowd, all types of shit. I thought he made it, man. <laughs> Shout out to my <laughs> Shout out to my man G. Shout out to Mr. Moreno, man. That, that, the one thing I tell you about Gary, that dude was never scared, boy. That nigga will sing anytime. You talk about you talk about ups, just to add on, you talk about ups. I watched Gary, we went to I think we went to Nura Show. And this nigga Gary looked like Vince Carter out there. Him and Cujo. At, at that point, they would Cujo was battling Gary and New Rochelle. They beat everyone else, and the finalist was Cujo and Gary, son. You serious? Uh, you, ta you, so you talk about some real leaps. I was like, oh yeah, Cujo, yo, Cujo, Cujo used to make me mad, bro. Yo, son, he used to make me mad. I remember he was playing in East Chester. And he dunked that shit, his arms over the rim. And I don't want to say it like that, but just a waste of fucking talent, bro. Like, he was, he had it. He, <laughs> he had was no a heart. lazy nigga, man. He had no heart. Yeah, he had no oh, heart. His heart was, his heart was. But then the nigga knew karate and all that shit, man. And, yo, he was, yo, should know this nigga like a real, a real life G.I. Joe, man. Nigga was cut up all time. Yo, the nigga had no heart, man. And then he wound up doing life in jail. I, I'm sorry, there's, like, right? He's doing but life you know, in jail. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he did some foul shit. You know, he yeah. did some foul shit. I was all the, the, I, no foul disrespect, shit. no disrespect. I mean, um, I think he wanted to kill him. What he used to do, he used to play ball in his boots. Yeah, I don't remember. That's why he could jump so high. That's why he could jump so high. He didn't play in sneakers. He played in fucking boots. That motherfucker, he was a waste of fucking time. Yo, oh my God, man. Like, yo, me, me and Troy used to get on him all the time. Like, that's, and that's how we got him to play in Eastchester. Because he didn't want to play in Eastchester. He did he not want to play. play. He wanted to play Shout in out to you and Troy, though, master. Shout out to you and Troy for... for shout out to Troy, man. Troy Troy has Troy some still, game, but Troy, Troy, and master, Troy and Master was holding it down to Eastchester Projects, man. Troy still played ball, so he's still running the tournaments. Over 50 squads, huh? Yo, Word, I don't to that, yo, I don't know if you saw Kareem Reed had popped on for a minute. Really? Yeah, oh. yeah. Kareem Reed. Yo, listen, man, I, I got y'all lit, man. I got people popping out, man. <laughs> God bless you, son. Yo, listen, yo, man, yo, we can do this yo, all night. I didn't tell you it was before you came on, though. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yo, it was, early, it was early in the scroll back. That's what I get. Early. That's what I get. <laughs> 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 Kareem Reed, I was like, oh, what's up? Kareem Reed, but listen, we could do this all night, man. Listen, love y'all, man. Love uh, you too, baby. We, we got to do this more often, man. We could do this. This was a little therapy session right here, man. So listen, man, we watch the podcast, man. This, this is a, a hell of a thing y'all doing, man. Please continue to do it, man. I can't wait for it to evolve, man. Listen, man. Yo, son, we here, man. We got, we got a platform for anybody that want to talk about. They got a product. If they got a mission, they got a movement. We here. Let's chop it up. Let's talk about it, man. Let's put some light on it, man. Now, yeah. Shout out to you too, Elijah. I know you out there moving. You moving the world, son. You out there making moves, son. You get your ass out here too, bro. 
Where don't was gas that, don't, don't gas that. Don't gas him. All right. Yo. I'm going to gas you anyway. Get on here, son. <laughs> Yo, Yo, shout out to everybody, man. Appreciate it. Love y'all. Peace, man. Peace. All right.